Hello, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, or whatever time you like to uh, listen to this. Uh, it is uh, Do You Expect to Talk? I am not the host. Um, I am Chris. Uh, I am the commentary host, I guess. And joining me as ever is... Uh, I completely forgot all your names there, sorry. <laughs> it's it's David and Rebecca. J.R. Hartley. <laughs> <laughs> and also joining us is uh, our special Star Wars correspondent, or Star Wars and Star Trek, uh, Charlie Bridgen. Oh, that's me. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's you. Hi. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, apologies, listeners. We're, we're a bit late. We're a week late because what we did, we recorded our uh, Empire Strikes Back commentary, and um, lo and behold, my computer shut down literally in the dying moments of the film, which I meant didn't that store there the was. Recording. Yeah, we just completely just lost all the recording. So our only shining hope was. Charlie, you had a recording, didn't you? And then it didn't record. Yeah, my, my automatic recording forgot to be automatic. <laughs> it just didn't bother at all. Oh. So, so it was it was one of those things where like, uh, you know, it it was like, oh well, let's just start again because it was like getting near midnight and <laughs> we done we done one hour and fifty six when the first recording failed. We did all sorts of like fart assing around to try and work out where we were to splice the last ten minutes on a live commentary. Did that, thought brilliant, we've pulled that one out of the fire because just to let you a bit of inside baseball, it happened on the Star Wars episode as well, the first film. And we did a bit of sort of work with Charlie's recording and managed to get it releasable. And then the next day, Charlie was like, I'm really sorry it's failed. It's not so like, bad. Oh, no, he was so apologetic. It wasn't his fault at all. But Here we are. Yeah, so we thought, like, well, okay, well, rather than... I mean, basically, listeners, we spent the entire, well, majority of the time not talking about Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Actually, we'll do a better... T- we'll, we'll have a better second go at it, I think. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just... We would just end up talking about other, other stuff. I, thing. We I was talk- just watching the film and enjoying it too much. Yeah. To actually speak about it, I think we were talking about like other directors like McGee and Zack Snyder and things like that. Yeah, yeah I remember how to pronounce McG or MCG. Yeah. But I'm struggling to remember what we were talking about, so maybe it wasn't actually that worthwhile. If I can't remember, uh, so yeah, we thought just while we just carry on, we'll try and um, catch up with Empire. Uh, yeah, we'll do we'll do it mo- one one midweek or something and get it out as like a bonus episode or something. It'll still be in the normal sort of running of the show, but yeah, we'll, we'll, rather we'll, than you won't have to wait an extra week for it or something. We'll, we'll just throw we'll, it out when it's ready. We will do our best with it. And yeah. but in the meantime, I'm going to move on with probably the finest uh, of the Star Star Wars films. <laughs> Use the term loosely. Best acted. <laughs> best effects. We got some proper acting here. Uh, it's. It's uh, episode two, Attack of the Clones. Hey. Um, I think oh, Rebecca's dear. excited about this. <laughs> no. <laughs> so um, yeah, I guess that's all the that's our explanations for uh, being a week late, I guess. And uh, well, now she's out of the way. So, uh, gentlemen, should we just crack on? Well, gentleman and uh, lady, should we just crack yep. on? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Definitely, because this is quite long. This is one of the longest Star Wars films, if not the longest. I can't remember if Sith is longer. No, this is, is longer. This is, I think this is the longest. Yeah, this is the longest, but apparently The Last Jedi is two and a half hours. Bloody hell. I have heard so. Yeah, I have heard that. Well, but probably more entertaining. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to assume it's insane, more entertaining. Um, the trailers look epic. Yeah. Um, 
Master Kylo, I'm the last Jedi. What am I going to do? <laughs> That's pretty much the plot of the movie summed up. Yeah, Mark Hamill's voice has dropped, hasn't he? <laughs> well, quite the opposite, really, unless he's standing on his head. I am now. <laughs> I want to find out about that Crystal Fox character. That looks quite interesting. Crystal Fox? That sounds like a porn star or something. <laughs> we see Chewie and Pork and some sort of Crystal Fox type character. I don't know quite what he is. He's a looks like a fox, like made out of crystal. Crystal Fox. But he looks really cool. I want to find out more about him. I don't recall that, but I'm sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, it was... it's, it's in the trailer, isn't it? It's gonna... yeah, yeah, it was, it was it in again. a behind-the-scenes thing earlier. Like uh, One of the earlier things they released as well. They okay. were, when they were showing a, a kind of um, the animatronic version of it. Oh, right. Wow. Okay. But yeah, no, I, I agree. It does sound like a porn star name. I'm disappointed that what looks like an evil, you know, BB-8 hasn't got a goatee. <laughs> Isn't twirling his moustache? Yeah, I want, I want Mirror Universe BB. <laughs> mirror Universe. I've got you now. He's <laughs> evil because he's got a square head. Yeah. <laughs> he oh. looks a bit dirty and grubby. And he smokes. Yeah, yeah probably. He probably smokes. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that uh, Red Dwarf episode where you got like the, the good good versions and the, and the bad versions. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, they're all I'm going to have you. <laughs> right, let's let's let's, right, let's, let's crack on. Yes, yes, because this film this is long. Yeah, so yeah, enjoy, folks. Uh, we are on the uh, the play button, so uh, I guess um, here we go. Uh, on the count of three, on three, uh, one, two, and uh, three. Yeah. Uh, a long time ago in a so galaxy. Was, we aren't at that bit, Chris, because we've got the sort of 20th Century Fox logo first. Oh, okay. Sorry, Matt. And then the one that's on the actual film. So we'll tell you when a long time ago in a galaxy okay. far, far away comes up. You're always so far ahead of us. Sorry. That's because he's not watching a legal version, let's be honest. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm a cheapskate. Okay. <laughs> I love the fact that, like, that's I've got the original 20th Century logo. Okay, now we're on the Fox logo that goes with the film, the one that's in sort of letterboxed. Now I have the Lucasfilm logo. Oh, you're obviously ahead of me. Now I'm on the Lucasfilm logo. Okay. I'll pause it for a little bit. Apparently mine's Spanish or something like that. Well, it's an English one, but it's... it's, okay. it's yeah, because it just... Yeah, a long time ago... I've got that now, in a galaxy far, far yeah, away. Same. That's Espanol. just it out, Chris. Star Wars just come onto the screen now. Espanol. Yeah, Take dos de los clones. Okay. Is the audio in English? Um, I don't know, but uh, it doesn't matter. We know what they say. You know all the words. It's okay. There is something special about like the opening credits of Star Wars, though. Like, yeah, I, I was thinking about this the other day. It's kind of similar to like the Bond series. Like, it feels a bit weird not having them in the Star Wars film. Like, if they decide. If, for example, if they decide to do like Next Jedi and just not do the opening crawl with the fan weird, there, wouldn't it? It'll just be like, what? What the fuck? So it's kind of I kind of feel the same sort of way for like you know when they when they did it with Bond, it was just like, no, no, that's wrong, that's wrong, no. Oh, I agree without question. Um, yeah, absolutely. 
Yes, yeah, so it took us a long. When we were covering with. Bond, and we weren't necessarily thinking about Star Wars, we were talking about the, the crawl. Uh, sorry, the gun barrel, and saying there's nothing quite like it in cinema. Um, and I think it took us until the next episode that it sort of sprung into one of our heads. We went, well, actually, no, the Star Wars crawl. That's but they're probably the two things in cinema where the film doesn't feel quite complete when they they're missing, or if they were missing. Oh, it pans up now. First time in cinema history. <laughs> a camera's looked up. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird thing. I might, that weird one. It's like, oh. I might be misquoting Becca there. <laughs> We're not for the first time in cinema history, but the first time within the Star Wars world. Well, not, that, not that a camera looked up. That it pans up instead of down. Yeah, but off the, only off a crawl. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, coming off the crawl. <laughs> yeah, not, not ever. Not ever. <laughs> I just love the idea of like the Millennium Falcon takes off and we never see it again. No, <laughs> just it carries on the other side of your head. No, listeners, obviously, I meant coming off the crawl that the camera pans up instead of down. One of the best looking bits of the film, this. Mm, I love how moody it looks. Beautiful. Oh, clouds. So actually, it's one of the few times slightly yeah. poor CG serves it because the light refraction off the buildings and all the rest of it makes it look a bit painterly. I don't think that's deliberate. I think the CG wasn't quite there. No, this isn't an artistic edge. Yeah, definitely. But it is a cool opening, though. It is a cool opening. That's quite a cool craft as well. It's all downhill from here. Well, they've got to walk down the ramp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have they dropped, dropped them off? Oh, like I wonder that? who she is. I suspect someone completely unrelated because that's the queen. I, I love oh, the fact right, they yeah. played the decoy like we've never, we, we're not aware of the concept again. <laughs> is this meant to be uh, Keira Knightley's character? Or no, uh, that's uh, isn't it? Is it? No, it isn't Rose Byrne, is it? It's one of the other decoys. She's got more yeah. than one decoy. All oh, right. Yeah, one's Keira Knightley, the other one's Rose Byrne. Sorry, like how? Keira Knightley would have only been about twelve when they were filming that. Yeah. Mm. No, was quite young. I love this. I failed you. Yeah. What 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 were you supposed to do a triple fucking salco as you failed to <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I only got five point eight for artistic impression there. <laughs> I love the, the lingering look on uh, like it's sad. We don't even know who that is. It's like so what? Yeah, it doesn't there's no emotional no loss to us. But she, but, but she cares, though. It means that she cares. No, she actually does look a bit messed up there, because I suppose she's sort of looking at herself. Yeah. yeah. And, I got, and I suppose it's supposed to be like a, you know, a, a close friend. like. Still, I'm glad we raced through that so we could get to some lengthy exposition. <laughs> <laughs> Explaining about all the separatism and how it risks... Mm. They've got to tell each other every detail. They all know that there's like a separatist thing going on and what it means, but they've got to explain it in excruciating detail for us. Or these Jedi, Jedi Masters can't even figure out there's like a Sith Lord just talking to him. I know. At least he's got his chair. It's not quite the same as it ends up being, but uh, foreshadowing. Well, yeah, I, I, I guess they didn't really know the Imperial look back then. Mm. They haven't foreseen it. 
chin stroking. Samuel L. Jackson's actually incredibly miscast. He really is. Who, who do you cast in this then? I don't really care in in terms of a, a specific name, but it needs to be somebody more passive than Samuel L. Jackson. He's quite he's quite yeah, a, he's, he's, he's he's quite really a busy actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's known for something I mean, he'd, be, he'd be better off playing like a Sith Lord, really. You need to. You just need someone with a much more peaceful air about them. Yeah. I can't readily think who that would be. I'm sure it would come to me if I thought about it long enough. Well, I know, I know yeah. he's already cast in the first one, but Liam Neeson. Liam yeah, Neeson, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess that would have worked. In his latest he would have been film like, phase. Like a, a physical presence as well, so it's like, oh, he still looks like a badass as well, so it would have... Would have fitted, I guess, but I don't. I don't know who else. It depends who's around at that time. There's Rose Byrne in the background. Mm. There she is. Yeah. Very she'd, much have been, she'd have been about twenty-one, something like that, when they were shooting yeah. this. I just love looking at these random facial expressions they have to make. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they do. Uh, no. They don't know how to do re- reaction acting, and of course, they slightly over animate Yoda, so he has to look like he's he's now thinking, and now he's going to stroke his head a bit, and now he's going to turn and lift one eyebrow, and yeah. Oh, God. There's two points in this film where Ewan's not good, and this is one of them. I'm <laughs> afraid. <laughs> Terrible, terrible. Like, is this a scene where they uh, have, have a debate about uh, whether it's uh, right to have a foot massage? Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, and, and it turns out Obi-Wan claims to be the fucking foot master. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like eating her out or anything. But... <laughs> <laughs> Obviously a Pulp Fiction reference for those of you wondering what the hell we're talking about. Now, I've never quite worked George Lucas out, only from the perspective of he's at once incredibly obstinate and really eager to please, because he trolls his fans terribly, but there's no doubt Jar Jar's reduction in part after the first one. George never admits to making a mistake, so he'll probably claim that it was always that way, but I cannot (coughs) believe it was anything other than a deliberate response to the hatred fans had for it. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the case for a lot of things in this film. Yeah. God almighty, you've grown more beautiful. <laughs> oh dear. We, I just think of that line from Bowfinger. Can we can we try that again, this time without the erection? <laughs> this time with... No, once again, with feeling. <laughs> or or preferably without feeling, that would have been... Without feeling, I'm not... <laughs> Captain oh. Typhoid. Typhoid, but there you go. <laughs> I think that was meant to be Hugh Quashy, but he asked for too much money to come back. Makes me laugh when people have a tiny role in a film and then no, more money, and, go, and then to go into negotiations for the sequel like they're fucking central to everything. <laughs> Maybe he wasn't getting enough from like Casualty or Holby, whatever it was he was in. But that's that was what it was. He wanted too much money to come back, and it's like, but you weren't that central to it. No, is it? Aren't sometimes like, isn't that? Might be down to like the age, you might think. Hang on, I might, I might oh, get, and then oh, without question, without question. But you know, so it could, it could have been like fucking. Oh, you screwed me out of a role here. I'm not besmirching him, but certainly Hugh Quashie or his representation 
mm. asked for silly money to come back for like basically a cameo. He doesn't even need to be in this scene, really. I can't believe how stiff everyone... I still can't believe how stiff everyone is in all their movements. And just look at it. It's so mannered. Everyone gets up at exactly the same time. And, oh, it's terrible. I guess it's like the, what time they're going for. Everyone's more sort of regal and... Possibly. She hardly even recognised me. That's why she went, Annie? (laughs) What did you want her to do? Fucking blow you? Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's a very good point. You barely recognised me. What she said? What was she supposed to say? (laughs) How how well, like, you know, what what, what it really means is, like, she didn't seem that bothered by by my being here. Yeah. Sorry, you going to say, Charlie? Oh no! I was just saying with the Blu-ray, um, it's nice to be able to like see the the, the costumes and the, um, just the just the kind of design up close, really, and see kind of like the textures and things like that. And it's, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, if I was if I was a trained bounty hunter, which which bear in mind it's often dead or alive, so they are effectively assassins too. You go and hire a bounty hunter for yourself. Also, venomous, not poisonous. Yeah, just just to, just to clarify, Charlie went through saying all of that in the last episode, and I immediately said poisonous right after. I was literally just going with the language of the film. Yeah. But I did take his point. I was listening, honest. Nice plan. Yeah, sure you were. <laughs> uh, about five to nine, Becca. <laughs> Got it written down somewhere. So, is this the same place that get blows up in um, Force Awakens? No, no, it no. isn't. That that is that is like another city planet, if you like, but it's not. Yeah, awesome. it's not the same one, is it? No. No. And used footage from Blade Runner. I know. <laughs> it's a little bit like that, isn't it? I mean, I, I guess... suppose over. Go on. So, no, I'm, I'm just just wondering. How you can get away from from Blade Runner, really? No, it's kind of inescapable. If it's if it's an over uh, an over bustling mm. high rise cityscape, I guess so. Because I remember reading that that the, they did try and get away from it a bit. Um, and it, and to be honest, Blade Runner looks a lot more claustrophobic, and the stuff like the air quality and things like that. Oh, the weather. Um, this, yeah, this yeah. one's very clear. There seems to be neon. And it's mainly the use of neon. And also, there are sort of, because they use uh, non-English characters, yeah. it does remind you of that sort of um, Asian influence. In exactly. The, oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Funny enough, in the, if you watch Blade Runner, one of the buildings in Blade Runner is a, is a model of the Millennium Falcon. Um, is it really? Yeah. What, the original Blade Runner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, like when they first go to the um, the police station at the beginning, and as, mm. as they tw- as they spin around it, next to the police station is this building that looks like Millennium. So it's basically oh, I'll look out for that. Someone got a Millennium Falcon model they're working on, and uh, and just painted it black and stuck some things on it. Awesome! I'll look out for that. It's available in 4K now as well, so I may pick that up. Yeah, I need to get that box set. Nine different versions. 
Uh, five, I think, on the, yeah, on yeah. the version I had. And they're you can, all you available. Can't, you, can't get, you can't get the five in this country, or you can't on Blu-ray anyway. I think you, you can, can on DVD. Um, and, and you couldn't, so I basically oh, okay. imported that. You can now, can you? Yeah, because I saw it in uh, HMV the other day. Oh, it's excellent. like a box set with a unicorn on the front. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that is a newer edition then, probably. Yeah, yeah. And it, new film. And it's increased. basically got it's got theatrical, international, work print, directors, and final. Yeah. So that yeah, and it's got the, the 4K. It includes the 4K in the box set. That's oh, the really? Final cut. Yeah. Right, looking at that. About thirty-five quid. That's all right. Mm. It is for what you get in there. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Just look that up. I knew there was a new version of it, and that uh, yeah, and the extras. I mean, that documentary in itself is so good. What's that? About three yeah. hours. Yeah. Um, Dangerous days. Dangerous days. Yeah. And the ah, fun- okay. special edition Blu-ray collector's edition. Yeah. So three three discs with four different versions of the film. Well, to be honest, if one of them was the work print, that's probably the one they've dropped. I'm pretty sure it has the work. One of the five. There's a bonus it, somewhere. It's got, hang on a second, theatrical. Hang on a minute. Special edition includes the 4K Ultra HD final cut. Four finished versions of the film, including original theatrical cut, international four finished versions. And director's cut. Yes, yeah, so the work print's been. Oh, it says the work print are uh, four finished. It has got the work print then. Yeah. Awesome. Do you know how much it is? Fifty-seven quid on Amazon. Really? It was yeah. like thirty-five quid in HMV. Yeah. Depends on where you go, isn't it? Yeah. There's some barber. Or how? Or how we pronounce it, it's the name? It's the same species, isn't it? No, it's, it's, no I think it's the same guy. It's like a lot of random. You've got um. Certainly, you can see a little bit of uh, American graffiti in this. The cars are all very nineteen fifties, and in fact, in episode three. The car that... Um, and you got the, the American speeder. Diner, haven't you? Yeah, the speeder that um, um, Bail Organa picks Yoda up with is based on the Tucker. Preston Tucker car. From- oh, okay. Yeah, he, he said that on the commentary. As Lucas produced a, a film about Tucker, didn't he? Was it Coppola that directed it? Coppola directed it, yeah. Um, but Bridges. obviously, obviously, if you think of... Yes, right, yeah. If you think of the era the car was made as well, that's very much his era. And he, yeah, you see George uh, Lucas in the pit lane at a lot of Formula One Grand Prix as well. He's very into cars and speed and stuff. Yeah. The problem with this scene is the Jedi look fairly indestructible unless a lightsaber hits them. So there's never any danger yeah. when they fall big distances and that. I never felt any tension during this, and even on first viewing, I was a bit bored. Well, I was just thinking that. I think, do, do you reckon Obi Wan's like panicking there as he's falling, or is he thinking, "That's oh, all right, Anna can be in a bit." What makes it's me smile about it? Well, well, what makes me smile about it is right. He's when he falls hundreds and if not thousands of feet in clear air with like fucking cars flying past him at close proximity. He's perfectly relaxed. But as soon as he's in the vehicle, because we've established he's a bit scared of flying, he's terrified again. <laughs> So he's scared in that, but if he was falling at exactly the same speed, he'd be all right. And and he's scared uh, while the probably one of the best pilots in the galaxy, over and out, is driving, and he's still worried. Yeah, I know. But then I yeah I, yeah I guess so. <laughs> uh, 
We're going to find out in a minute that he went completely the other way. <laughs> yeah, the other way. He spends all time bitching at him. It's like, yeah, great. I think it's meant to be bantery. Yeah. And we're supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to be that sort of crackling wit and stuff, but he's not a good enough writer for that. I mean, it's better, like, in the next film, but with the, with the uh, bands between two. It's got a, the next one's got a better first act. I mean, I'm yeah. not wildly in love with that, but I think they get the interplay better. Yeah, definitely. What I don't get is, why does he just drive straight into it? He's like, oh, okay, I'll just fly over it. No, I'm going to drive straight it. through it. Talk. Yeah. No, it's fine. Uh, I think, again, because the editing's not great, the, it should be that the... Uh, they yeah, should the be time. right behind him. So yeah. they don't have time to move, yeah. but because but, the editing is just far too... George doesn't trust viewers, so he's got to show us, establish everything. And by the time you have that extra beat to establish where they are in relation to it, you've given them that escape time that they haven't taken. Um, and uh, and it, it's the theme I've talked about in a few of the shows. That I think it's also an element of... I, I do think that's true, that George Lucas knows where scenes need to end and concentrates on putting together an action scene or whatever it is, and then a few seconds stroke up to a couple of minutes from the end of the scene, he doesn't re- he, it's almost like he's forgotten in pacing terms that he should be transitioning to the end of the scene by then. Mm. And so it's almost like he suddenly goes, oh, shit. You know, it's like it with Yoda in the third film when he's fighting the Emperor. It's like, well, that's perfectly evenly matched until very suddenly it isn't. He went completely the other way. <laughs> the wrong way. He's literally like the moaning wife, the stereotypical. Well, oh, no. you, well, now you, now you've done it. We're completely lost. I mean, really, he should be eating a box of chocolates and fucking the milkman, shouldn't he? <laughs> this is just see what I mean. That's meant to be yeah. how exciting, but it's just there's no danger that they. I mean, it they, looks great. Just indestructible. The, the visuals, and you just think this should be absolutely amazing, but it's just kind of. Uh... Yeah, it falls very, very flat indeed. But I think part of it as well is I'm not sold they're moving through anything with any kind of wind resistance. Mm. I mean, there's a little bit. There's obviously something on the set because his clothes are moving slightly, but it's not enough. It's not like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible where it's like literally just his face just like almost peeling off. Yeah. (laughs) They just haven't quite put an oomph, oomph into it. And also, Oof. I will never—I never understand two things. Firstly, why did Django Fett hire another fucking bounty hunter? But secondly, why does suddenly turning right mean make you know give us a look at what she really looks like? It's all a bit clumsy. Pro- probably a switcheroo, really. And like, there's some comedy looking. If you didn't spot it, that was comedic. They all start losing their lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> Pedro, Pedro. Maybe like Django Fett hired her as kind of like. Uh, not as a decoy, but just you know, just in case they get onto him, it's like they can he can do what he does and just kill her off, and then yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, yes. Why didn't he plant some kind of bomb, in, remote bomb in her vehicle or something? He sh- he should have like he should be off by now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not wait until it's all over and then oh, I don't know. And then being seen exactly in his nice shiny outfit. Can't miss him. Boba Fett wouldn't have made that mistake. He would have, he would have used a bomb. Well, the whole batten down. I mean, there's people wearing all sorts of different stuff there as well. So, 
Boba Fett with what he wears, which is much, much the same, but the colour scheme. Quite striking, though. It wouldn't be as striking as Django. Has anyone seen New Blade Runner yet, by the way? Yeah. No. no Charles, okay. Yeah, we will no, make quiet no. them. Yeah. I'll spoil it. I will kill you. Oh, we won't dream of spoiling it at all. I I think in all I will say is I will think in I think in some respects it is more profound than the original. And I look forward to discussing with you, that with you at some point. Yes. Hopefully. It's always such lectures. It's like, you know, it's when a pa- like when a parent start lecturing you, you've, you've switched off mm. by that point. It's like, yeah, I get it. I dropped the fucking thing. It was an accident. I've learnt the lesson already. Just shut up. To, fair, to, to be fair, he was in kind of like an awkward situation, not like something like, oh, fiddlesticks. It was like kind of, mm. I was hanging off the back of a high Yeah, he did leave cruiser. it on the side, did he? <laughs> Oh, sorry, I left it with my keys. Yeah. I don't know if we've already seen it, but there's a shot of... I don't think it's yet. You get a shot of Anthony Daniels, and you, I think you may even get a shot of Ahmed Best. Yeah. In the bar. And I think Lucas's daughter as well. Not sure I'd recognise her. No. There it is, Ahmed Best. Her, she's in the with the purple with the the twilight. Oh yeah. I haven't seen Ahmed Best yet, unless I unless I missed him, which is possible. The guys just walked away from the bar after the oh. cigarettes. Yeah, you missed him. I did miss him. Okay. Nope. When some action kicks off in a minute, and the whole arm thing—that's yeah. Anthony Daniels because he looks around a bit, sort of like, what was that? This sort of feels like busy work. It does a little bit. It's probably meant to be like world building, isn't it? Well, uh, back back at this point, IMAX was like a strict. It was like film back then, all IMAX, and it was a strict two hour limit. So the IMAX version of this cut like twenty three minutes or something. Yeah, probably probably uh, a little bit less than that because they can probably leave off some of the credits or something. But uh, there's yeah. Armageddon. Yeah. I just saw him there. Oh yeah, uh, there he is. They um. But apparently, it, I've heard from a few different sources that version played so much better because they were forced to cut. He was forced to cut his darlings. So basically, the IMAX version is probably a better cut because it's just yeah, apparently so. Yeah. Tell us now. <laughs> I love the fact that people at such great distances always manage to get, like, the poison to land right before the keyword. <laughs> no. He's called... <laughs> <laughs> no, well... That's it, straight away. Or, or Padme... <laughs> it's always like those, those golden movie roles, like, you know, like, doing um, Austin Powers, like... Like, I will never I'll talk. three times, Yeah. <laughs> The other thing is, oh, shit, is three not, times. he does not trust his audience, right? She's just been shot in the neck and died instantly. That is clearly a toxic. And yet he has to say, toxic dart. Toxic dart. Toxic dart. 
Yeah, but yeah, but it, it doesn't add anything to the script. It could have just been a bullet or some description. It doesn't matter, really. Um, can you tell? Well, no, because he does have to go and ask about it. But it could be a bullet. You know, what? where, did, where does this bullet get manufactured, I suppose? But, yeah, and maybe uh, that would be quite interesting because be in, in a world where everything is... Ray um, guns. Yeah, lasers and blasters yeah. and... I love that though. And, all and, those and it, all those Jedi in the room, including creatures that aren't even humanoid and probably wouldn't fancy humanoid women, and they've said, "Only teenager, you'll do." <laughs> also, question: Why didn't um, Jango Fett like use something like a high, more high power laser that could have killed all three of them? I know exactly for plot reasons. But, you know, it's it's the same as, as some of the Star Trek films we talked about and stuff. Whenever they hit anything written by Orsi and Kurtzman, whenever he gets to a plot difficulty, he cannot explain. He just ignores it. And there's way, way too much of people talking to each other in this. Walking you know. and talking. How do we know Anakin's gifted? Because someone tells him about how gifted he is to his face on camera. Now, I have to say, that looks very, very dated as an effect and, or digital map now. It really but it's, does now, but it's not, but it, cause, yeah, But it's still very pretty. Oh, yeah, no, it looks beautiful. Really beautiful. Yeah, because they take inspiration from great libraries and great cathedrals of the world. Is it me, or are they just walking, like, extremely slowly? <laughs> very slowly. Like, <laughs> Do you want them to walk like speed walkers where it looks like they're well, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, and not, Benny Hill music. I don't playing. mean that, but you know, well, I mean, like Daniel Craig doing the gun barrel. Like, quick, come on, you're, really... you're just walking a bit too slow here. No, you're walking, talking, but you're probably right. But I've never really thought about it before. Oh, he's creepy as fuck in this scene. The number of times I've oh, dreamt he, about he's being reflected because he's looking out the window. Yeah, you can always tell they're distracted because they are looking out the window. <laughs> Do you know what? You could you could splice in the dialogue from um, Silence of the Lambs and it wouldn't be out of keeping. No, that's true. If he, if he suddenly said to her now, I can smell your cum, <laughs> it would still be completely in keeping with the expressions on his face. So apparently the IMAX version was 117 minutes. Three minutes under then. Yeah, and they uh, they cut they cut the first meeting of Anakin and Padme. Um, apparently, from the lift bit, they went straight to the bit they were talking about security. Yeah. Um, they cut the bit where he's riding that cow type thing. Oh, thank God for that. And when they, when they meet the uh, the Queen and Naboo, and some of the bits in Palpatine's office were cut as well. So they they still left in the bit where they had a meal of one pair and he talked about how grumpy Obi-Wan would be. Apparently so. Yeah. Actual dialogue. I know. I'm really ahead of it. This is just so pathetic. It's just really entitled as well. It's like, how do you... Um, how do you you're still generally... training... But, you know, it's like teachers in life will teach by the law of averages people who are smarter than them. doesn't mean they know more. But, you know, teachers I went to school with 
who were reasonable students or who were taught by at school, they taught like real top graduates and stuff like that. People who were smarter than them. It doesn't mean they're inferior, but it, but it's also the telling it to her. Now it doesn't come off as a confident a confidant. It comes off as telling anyone who fucking listen. Yeah. Here we go. It starts getting creepy now. Very creepy. Look at this. It's the smile, isn't it? It's the sort of stare and the oh, smile. It's so creepy. It's the biting lip. <laughs> it really Here is. Here we go. It's this one. Yeah, it's this one. Turning yeah, this one. Like, ooh. Ooh. Shut ooh. Up. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, don't want to date him, girls. He should be sort of heavy breathing there a bit. See, watching this without any audio as well, it's just like, if you're watching this first time without any audio, you think, all oh, right, well, he's sinister. You pay more attention to the facial features, don't you? I'd, I'd think, oh, my God, they're sending him off, or off with him. Oh God! You'd think if you knew nothing about Star Wars, you'd assume there was going to be some kind of incident, like he's going to rape her or something. Or like he's like secretly plotting with Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. kind of like true to an extent, but he's not meant to realise it. But all those years of training and he doesn't remotely buy into the Jedi Code when you think about it because he sits and he does all sorts to try and explain how he's perfectly entitled to, you know, love. Well, no, he's not because of the stupid teachings Lucas has come up for this series. And shows ambition to be a dictator as well, which was also nice. Yeah. Well, I'll make man. everyone do do everything as I think as I say. This is my first assignment on my own. They've oh. sent me off with a fit bird. There, there's no unexpressed thoughts in this film at all. No. I'm hungry. Yes. <laughs> I'm dusty. Let's okay. get some food. I'm feeling a bit confused. <laughs> I have an upset Look, stomach. Looked up again there. It's got a taste for it after the. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. I think I, think I might have diarrhea. I know this, <laughs> this scene here got slaughtered in a lot of the reviews. It never really bothered me. The only bits are the CG isn't quite there when they no, hug. It looks, it looks a bit terrible. Awkward. Um, but all I do remember <clears throat> first viewing, just thinking, oh, that's a bit different. Because it was instantly, obviously, a 50s diner. Mm. Down yeah, to that, so it kind of takes like, you out of that. Obviously, escape. it's a callback to American Graffiti and, and yeah, the like. So I thought it was unusual, but it, it didn't bother me. No. That looks terrible. Yeah. It just reminds you of that scene where Han walks around. He scratches his ass as well. Mm. I don't think I'd want to eat anything there, though. No, you might come out with diarrhea. <laughs> Yeah, let I me mean, look at the state of this T-shirt for a start. Look. There you go. They're on roller. I've never. Yeah, they are actually on sort of roller skates. Well, it isn't roller skates, but that's what it's meant to be. <coughs> now I know that when I need to know what uh, what something unusual, what some unusual piece of technology is, I try to find a short order cook. Because they'd know, wouldn't they? Full <laughs> show. Short order cut with connections. <laughs> with important connections. No connections in the brand new t-shirt world. No. 
He also didn't pay him enough. No clothing contacts. That's his place, isn't it? I think it's Dex's diner. Mm. He's obviously not earning enough to buy himself some new new shirts. It's probably his business, isn't it? So it's probably like, I can't be Why why waste money on new... New top, especially when you're just going to get greased up. To be honest, you might as well go naked because, like, no one's the same. No one's the same species as you. It's not going to like turn anyone on or scandalise anyone, is it? It's like us seeing a naked dog or something. I do wonder if it's what his actual backstory is, Um, because to to take it reminds me of Heat, where you've got the 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 guy that um, Dennis Haber's character, I think, comes out of prison and and then is kind of given parole work in the cafe yeah right oh yeah 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 yeah. i'd almost um, forgot i had forgotten that till you said that i love heat oh it's amazing so just there's just that kind of idea of, of what the their story might have been this woman annoys the piss out of me the grumpy librarian yeah that's a bit silly arrogant i just think like you know that library looks amazing though that's the jedi like library right and he's a Jedi master. That's a bit like you working in a company and one of the directors comes over to ask you something and you turn around and go, what, you fucking stupid or something. It's just like, no, that's not how you would not how it happens. But it's a beautiful looking library, though. It is. I can't remember which library it's inspired by, I think. I would say Trinity College. Yeah, apparently all those... All those busts are supposed to be people that um, left had left the Jedi Order because originally right. there was a scene where one of them was Count Dooku. Oh, okay. And there was a there was a scene. I think they did shoot it where I don't know if it's like it was under the scenes where basically she explained she kind of told him a bit about Count Dooku and they had a chat about him and why and that he had left the Order previously. So just giving a bit of exposition about his character. Because you're not really told much about him previously, are you? You're not. I've always thought Count Dooku was a bit like Maul in the... Okay, effectively they're the henchmen, but there's a lot you're not telling us here. Yeah. And some of it it would have been helpful. It would have been nice to have more of a a villain presence uh, rather than the last third. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're exactly the way I remember in your dreams. And uh, your first reaction would be, what am I getting up to in your dreams? <laughs> would you like to know? Bastard. But again, you listen to the commentary of, of this and it's all technical. Here, he was going on about, we extended this with in the computer, you know, and it wasn't really all there. And I love this, the kids there. It's just typical George Lucas direction. Move it one inch to the left, move it one inch to the right. Move it one inch to the left, move it one inch to the right. But at least they varied him a bit. Master Obi-Wan, what are we going to do? <laughs> there are too many of them. No. I just cannot believe that got into the film. You just think you try it a few times and then you do it without dialogue. Or you, you know. They don't want to upset a kid, so you don't want to give his line to someone else or whatever. I can understand it's a bit delicate because it's a kid, you know, but even so. Also, didn't, didn't you make 
can you make a point that isn't this kind of like a, shouldn't this be a private conversation they should be having well particularly as he's being shown up as like well you fucking idiot the gravity's still there so obviously I mean basically he's gone into the archives and asked the question and been treated like a bell end. then he's gone to see like one of the few Jedi with, with more knowledge than him and he's been shown up to be a twat in front of four year olds <laughs> looking at this scene here though I, I, I just immediately think that this would, you know, I'm, I'm drawn to what this might look in 3D. And it reminds me that all of the prequels were retrofitted for 3D. And just after the first one came out, The Phantom Menace, in 3D, it was sold to Disney, and Disney just canned the other two. So the retrofits on these have been done, but Disney really are distancing themselves from Nobody's the going to see them. Uh, um, they may do it one day, but Disney have distanced themselves from the prequels very they much. They really have right now. Yeah. I think you should just embrace it, though, because it's just part of it. Um, I can see that they might want to get a few out first and get people yeah. used to it, comfortable. I mean, that's one of the reasons Force Awakens was so safety first, because of the bad taste of the prequels. So I, I do think it's not impossible we'll see them. I just think you don't release them in 2012 and mm. 13. You just don't because you're trying to get people's mind away from that for a while. Plus also, I don't think anyone really cared. No. I don't know how much money The Phantom Menace added. Let me look because I know, I, know, I know roughly what it did on first release. So let me just have a look. Now, The Phantom Menace is on. Let me have a look. The Phantom Phantom Menace worldwide has done 1 billion and 27 million. That probably, I think, adds about 100 million onto its original theatrical release, which is only about, I mean, yeah, Titanic did about three or four times that on its retrofit. So it's decent, but it's not amazing. That's New Queen. I know. Queenie. Kira Knightley, now the worst lookalike ever. <laughs> See, Oliver Ford Davis wasn't even there. They comped him in from like green screen work from later. You can actually see it now based, based on the woman next to him, but him oh, walking down the steps with everyone. It's not too bad, though. But it's just a fucking dialogue. We don't need any of this. No, I just don't. Particularly, yeah, Anakin standing around with a fucking erection. <laughs> Good job he's got that poncho on. Mm. I know, I don't know what that's about. I mean, I know they're in a sandy environment now, but they weren't. Well, in fact, they're not even now, are they? They're in the poo, it's not sandy at all. So why he's wearing effectively a fucking duster, I don't know. <laughs> he's dressed, like, quite regally as well with a karat. His face there, it's just like, you know, that would just be you petulant twat. He hasn't said anything in the, except from, sorry, milady, backtracked. But it was just like, you can tell this guy's just got serious attitude problems and, like, anger management issues and is stunningly immature. And it's just like, we didn't have this in the first few films. 
that like you've got to go well how come they can't see that we are as an audience way smarter than any other characters in the film and that's that shouldn't be that doesn't look great now but i've always liked camino as a concept yeah and um, some bits and pieces of uh ralph mccrory making it in here as well yeah yeah, the um, especially the you know you see like the the kind of flying whale thing later or the manta ray or whatever it is. Yes, yes, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, he originally did those kind of designs for Cloud City. Did he? I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I've probably seen them, Charlie, but I don't recall them. That's okay. At all, so. I like the fact that they've deliberately drive the Caminoans or whatever they're called to be like very peaceful and calm and flowing, mm. and their job is creating armies. Yeah, that's it. They kind of like they should be doing yoga or. I oh, know. Uh, yeah, they're creating. They should be simply be. They should be like cloning vegans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like it's like the um that episode of the X Files of the Simpsons where like Mulder and Scully come to visit, and then obviously they find like this um. Mr. Burns infected with radiation and he emerges out of the woods going, I bring you peace and mm. I bring you love. And that's what he looks like. Yeah. I guess Basically, they, they look like Mr. Burns from the episode. Anyway, sorry, Charlie. No, sorry. Um, one thing that um, I always kind of, I always thought Star, Star Wars kind of did over Star Trek was make aliens that weren't just humanoid. Mm. I guess because they always did have kind of vaguely the budget. Yes. Um, although the motion picture was probably about four or five times the budget of Star Wars, I think. I know, but that was sunk cost for a lot of other things. Oh, that true, was, yeah. That, that, yeah. That's a bit like Superman Returns. Its budget is massively out of proportion to what went on the film because it's got all the aborted versions attributed to it. Mm. But, um, yeah, so... Because, like, the, the really long necks and stuff are really, like... And yeah. the, just their limbs. They're the really otherworldly, aren't they, I think? yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons I've got no complaints with the sort of like rethinking of the, the Klingons because you can do it now and it's a retrofit. I think of it as like the same stories told from different perspectives in that it's now the perspective of like 50 years on. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of all right with it. Um, but I've always I've always kind of liked the Camino and so I'm not quite sure how much they how sense they make as a concept. Mm. But, um, it was something different. Yeah, it, it would be a nice book of concept art. You know what I mean? Mm, no, yeah. yeah, it would look very pretty. I, just, I, do, yeah. I do like the design of, of yeah, on Camino. Yeah. And, and it, uh, Mr. White's about to get shot in the leg. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Not until, Italian like, lakes. Italy. Right, it's almost the same shot. I'm sure that's it pretty much. It pretty much was. That's the same shot. I'm sure it is. Now... If you've got a horny teenager and you want to remind him that it's all about business and the work, put on a nice, flowing, slightly see-through dress with the backless. Yeah. <laughs> stand, the tips. And then on uh, stand on the most uh, romantic place. I'm a senator and you're a Jedi. Why, he, how is it that she's a senator now? She's got no queenly duties, none of that stuff, but she still changes her bloody outfit every scene. <laughs> because she can. It's a woman's prerogative. Can you imagine that at Prime Minister's questions? <laughs> if, like, every time May got up, she was wearing something else ever more outlandish. The hair was styled in a slightly different way. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just like, that's not the way it works, surely. 
I don't know. It's just <laughs> the idea of Theresa May having different outfits is kind of a yeah. A low cut top. Have you seen her wardrobe? <laughs> I have seen her in a low cut top before. Yeah, yes. so have I actually. Very yeah. drunk, if I remember. Oh dear. Mm. I haven't. I'm not gonna look it up though. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> you sound disappointed, Chris. <laughs> he did. No, yeah. I was just, I was just oh. joyful that I haven't seen it. So. <laughs> And and effectively, that's like an MP kissing a civil, you know, a, a secret service detail. <laughs> Shouldn't be done. And he got he got her that he got her to that stage with a bit of sand banter. Yeah. See, see, none of this was her. None of us thought. All right, he's really charmed her. She's really falling for him. She can you sense that. You don't get any it was of that. Just, do you? They need to be. Yeah. What were you going to yeah. say, Charlie? I was just going to say, did you hear about uh, Manafort? His password. Oh god, yeah. Um, it was something double seven. seven. Yeah. Yeah, what a nerd. The whole secret service detail thing. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <sighs> That's not very creepy. secure, Mr. Manafort. The problem with all of this is I can see why they've used all the computer work to give it scale and, and show some of what you couldn't show before and to digitally double people so you can use the same actor and all the rest of it. I get all of that. But they were so proud, both at the time and on all the commentaries, which are only like a few months afterwards, that they never made any, well, clone troopers in this case. They didn't make a single piece of clone trooper armour. And they said it like it was a big surprise. And it was like, well, they look like fucking cartoons. You don't need to tell us that. It's really obvious. And they're saying things like, and we dirtied them up to make them look more authentic. And it just it just looks like a muddier sprite. That's all. It wasn't ready for this. It wasn't a million miles away, but it wasn't ready for this. There were, at no point did these clone troopers... Some of the longer shots like this don't look okay. But... Anything remotely close up doesn't look remotely real. And I'm not quite sure what all this is as well. That um, what what are they what are they actually doing there? Just marching. Well, they seem to be getting onto some craft for what. They haven't been deployed. There's been no vote to officially okay them. Mm. I like the fact that they're avoiding anywhere that might be conceivably romantic. (laughs) (laughs) They're young. They're in love. They're being left to their own devices. I know. So they're having a picnic. I I love her flirting. So talking about some hot bloke she used to fancy. <laughs> she changed her outfit again. Yes. Yes. I quite like her dress. Yeah, the costumes are lovely. And, and the only thing that they have done as a sort of design, design philosophy is what she wears. It follows the, the you know the idea of the first film in that. They, sure. they change every sequence, uh, and there's a there's a formality, but it, they are a lot less restrictive. What she's wearing this time, she she they they've relaxed her a little bit now. She's a senator rather yeah. than yeah. royalty. Um, 
and obviously a lot of it's meant to uh, like when they were talking in the bedroom earlier where he was doing the rape eyes they, they subtly evoke Leia where they can they've done it twice with her hair now evoke Leia well anyway if it works <laughs> oh shit I've gone too far uh, I'm joking <laughs> I hate the. I hated this bit. It's Is it because really, it just it's just sorely not needed? Well, it just looks terrible now because you can see all the gaps and where it's been comped in. But also, they weren't ready for like herky jerky movements. I mean, when you go and watch. Um, I think is it the two towers I think it's the second Lord of the Rings film where you've got like um, or it may be the third one is that where, where they got, like ride the back of the elephant and he where you've got Legolas running up it and all that sort of thing and it looks third really bad one, yeah. it didn't look good then though and you think well if you can't and plenty of effects did but it's you know work within your limitations and they can't do it and this is supposed to be look and then they roll down the hill I mean oh, tickle it's monster George, it's George Lucas just read about romance somewhere. I, I'm not convinced. Uh, are these re- weddings he's had real? Uh, well. Still, at least now we're going to get a quality child actor. I'll never blame the kid. I really won't. It's, it's not the kid's fault. But what George Lucas is willing to accept is embarrassing. I'd have cut this kid right out of this. Look at this. Yep. Yep, sure. His direction was like, have an attitude. It's just bad. Just be moody and kind of... Is somebody whipping eggs there or was one of you having a wank? (laughs) It's it's my rats. Okay. Um, Eating. Are you running in their wheel? So uh, one of Charlie's rats is having a wank, folks. <laughs> um, you got a menagerie, Charlie? Yes, yes. Three rats to my uh, to my right. Um, a giant to your left, left, yeah. A giant giant <laughs> to my left. Um, Stuck in the middle with you. All of this is so stiff. Even the even the even the sort of camera choices. It's very like watching the original Star Trek, actually. Where in the original series where you get one shot and then a reaction shot and they all stand about five feet apart and then very stiffly talk at each other. It, it, yeah, it's all kind of very, as you say, very mannered. And very I know it's meant to be an homage, but I, I actually just think it's poor direction. The, the, the world had moved on by this point. And why do we need a reaction shot of little fucking Moppet? Who cares? A little frowny face. Uh, I know. A man called Tyrannus. That doesn't get mentioned enough in this film. No, at least it's going to make more impact for knowing who it is later well, that was That was Dooku, but he's called Dooku all the time, so we don't really pick that up. Yeah, we don't make the link. What's his Darth name? And it's like Darth Sir. What's Tyrannus Sidious. Sidious. Darth complete bastard. Also, kind of. <laughs> It it kind of ruins Boba Fett knowing knowing what he looks like underneath. It's just kind of oh okay, just a regular dude. Yeah, I mean in the original version, it was just a really fucking creepy voice. Obviously, he changed after this. Yeah, to a really <sighs> flat kind of laid back voice. 
Jesus Christ, George. I oh, know. No. What a hearty meal they're sitting down to today. That is a very hearty meal. And, and do you know what? He's like Donald Trump. He's just talking about himself constantly. And then I did this. And then I did that. And then I did this. <laughs> a pair. And watch what Tremendous. else I can do. I know. Look at this. Look. look on the, what are we doing here? <laughs> on the best of stealing food. Very grumpy. I'll be non hook a fucking bra if you want to show off. Jim, I could do some darling. There was a bit of show. probably thinking, yeah, I could have done that myself, thanks. <laughs> I know. Bit of showmanship there as well. Oh, oh, all right, so they're, they're consistently staying away from romantic environments. She's gone put on something, you know, a bit bustier and sat in front of a fire, roaring fire. And then this is terrible. Do people ever talk to each other like this? Oh, he's doing the Pierce Brosnan eyes there, look. Slightly narrow them. The closer I get to you, the worse it gets. Or just move further away then. Or maybe you shouldn't be living here. Well, maybe you shouldn't be living here! Oh, dear. By the kiss. Will you be able to do that in your new place, Dave, without scaring the neighbours? Fuck them. <laughs> you have to let them know. By the way, our podcast monster. Tormenting me. It's all like... It, it's all through the prism of what it's doing to him. There's no... He's in love at her, isn't he? Not with her. Mm. Well, he's just uh, spent the entire set of the two films just acting like a Sif the whole time. There's no, like, there's no balance, no, like, sort of back and forth of, like, of conflict. It's all just like, yeah, yeah, it's me, 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 me. But there's there's no element of wanting to make a life with her or make her happy or... Do you know what I mean? It's or conflict of, like, about, or, or generally, like... Me. Fighting against his emotions, like ugh, you know, I really shouldn't be doing this, but yeah. I love just it. You know, there's no like, there's no this like conflict. No compromise. No, no, like you know, just let me put the tip in. <laughs> I wish that I could just wish. <laughs> Oh, well done, George. Can we fast forward it? <laughs> yeah, I need to whiz through you. <sighs> you go and have a whiz, and we'll just leave it. Running. I don't know if it's if, if it's because there's no music, but it's just a million times worse. It drags terribly. Yeah, um, I mean, we found that with a lot of our Bond commentaries. I mean, something a film that isn't notably slow, like The Spy Who Loved Me, we commented on that, and there's a bit in that film where he's drugged on the boat and really overacts. It's hilarious. But he makes his way back to, like, um, M, and M is with Gogol and, and whoever's blowing Gogol that week. Um, <laughs> uh, but him walking back takes forever when you have no music. Oh, you mean, like, walking in that um, new complex? The long where corridor. Like... And yeah, yeah, it just takes... Yeah. And then when he gets to him and says, when he finds out that, when he sees that Gogol's there, 
Yeah. And then, yeah. At least we didn't make fun of it, though. <laughs> yes, there was no mentions of dry wine spritzers. No. <laughs> Good thing their outfits will have hoods. Yeah. They, but not like one of those hat umbrellas. <laughs> it's guaranteed. We'll never see one of these, like... Um, R2 units. No, the red ones. You know, wow, well, that's going to get fucked. Yeah. I love the idea of this, but the, the, the I love the idea that they just sit in a room with these sort of slats on the window meditating all day. Very very 80s, isn't it? It is actually. Talking to Blake, Connor, Rachel, Rachel could be in there. But yeah. <clears throat> there is a lot, a lot of talking. Long yeah, talking. it's really, it's, it's bad. <laughs> That's not, they just stand around and George doesn't know how to get plots across, really. And and he he does make it look like um, he does make it feel like I, I mean he, everything he ever says in interviews makes me think that um, dialogue's an inconvenience to him, yeah. and actually it totally comes off that way. Well, if that was the case, then why didn't, why does he just like keep it to the bare mineral and just like let the action speak half the time? Yeah, the funny thing is, it's almost like his reaction to that is just have them fucking <laughs> talk like about everything. There. Sorry? Looks like oh, he's having... oh, mum! Oh, I mean, uh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, oh God, I've got this mess on the sheets. What am I going to do with that? I'm going to go outside and stand heroically. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> That's proper acting there. It's a good visual, though. It is a good it's visual. We used it in the first teaser. With, with Darth breathing over it. I don't well, done. well done, whoever did those floors. Yeah, good. It's impressive cleaning. Yeah, for a place that must take a lot of maintenance. That you barely stand, see anyone, do you? That's probably why he's so standing, you know, he's standing so heroically to lower his centre of gravity. Trying not to fall over. Yeah. His voice keeps slipping away. It's like, whoop, whoop. Yeah, you never see anyone doing any maintenance at all. Well, do you really want, like, a cleaner just working their way through in a penny with a fag hanging out their mouth? It would ruin, <laughs> it, would ruin it slightly. It, it, it like would a, ruin the romance in this film. It's like a bit of the beginning Unless they've got to join in, of course. Um, at the beginning of Wrath of Khan, when Spock and Kirk are talking and there's a guy walking past them. Oh, yeah. With a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. And that was one of the... That was, that was a cameo by somebody, and I forget who. That's not just anybody... I can't Tons. remember who it is, though. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, because I remember hearing Nicholas But it was Nicholas Mayer really... saying about it. Yeah, he was saying, like, well, you would, wouldn't you? You would have... How did they yeah. get places? But he, he was pissed off that Shatner looked in and didn't just kind of ignore it as if it was just a normal thing. He kind of... He actually looks at the uh, the guy doing it. Yeah, but Sh- as much as I love Shatner, he's another one that, like, can't just leave anything subtle. It's yeah. just like... Uh... But then if you want subtlety, you don't really hire Shatner, do you? It's in his nature to overact. He can't help it. He's there to make a difference. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Honestly, with tack like that, can be glass. It's conscious. <laughs> Which one was that in? Generations. That generations, where he's oh, on the bridge yeah. of the bee. Oh, hilarious. Well, who am I to say no to the Captain Enterprise? Simpsons spoof is quite funny because he's changing his position every five seconds. He's like, "Was that the Simpsons? I thought that was Family Guy." Oh no, yeah, it might be Family Where Guy. Where they were well. watching it on TV and he was like springing around the bridge into different <laughs> fixed positions and stuff. I think that is Family Guy. And then he's yeah. like, his trousers split. Yeah. Oh, so funny. Kung Fu kick. Obviously, obviously, Zach Brannigan on um, Futurama. Yes, very, yeah, yeah, obviously, Zach Brannigan in Futurama. But no. Nice, but uh... oh, that was meant to be voiced by Phil Hartman, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. It was indeed. He mm. died just before they were about to do it, or he was shot. Just it was before. one of those rumours, isn't it? It's like, like Lord Lucan. <laughs> it's like, well, actually, no, he did pass away. I don't think Lord Lucan was gonna <laughs> was gonna voice that brand again. No, not Lord Lucan. But you know, it's one of those. <laughs> it's passed into urban, well, not urban myth, but it's kind of like, hmm. Who's Lord Lugan? Really? Is that a real question, Chris? We won't make fun of you, but genuinely do not know. Uh, Fresh my memory. He went missing in about 74. Lord Lugan, uh, British aristocracy, was accused of killing the nanny. And he disappeared and was never found. Oh, okay. No, I've not seen, never heard of it. Okay. I suspect if you looked up Lord Lugan and just saw a photo... You'll have seen seen it somewhere at some point in your life. Okay. Interesting. I think it was about 74, something like that. Who was it? There was a relative of his who passed away and it was like his last living relative or something. I can't remember who it was. It was in the news recently. I think he's he's basically his widow because he was eventually um, declared dead. Um, The widow... Died like yeah, a year. she passed away. That was not it. that long ago, I think. No. I might be misremembering. Yeah, I think after all this time, yeah, his family haven't declared dead. But it's like, it's like the sort of thing, you know. You kind of hear stories of like, oh, you saw Elvis in the Bahamas or something. He didn't actually die in 1970 or whatever it was. He's yeah. still alive. I and mean, just, there they did find a body rubbish. for goodness' sake. But, they, but exactly, Lord Lucan, it's almost certainly killed her, and he and he he basically legged it in panic. Yeah, he just buggered off. Yeah, I think it's funny. Well. Murder. No. No, no, that's not funny at all. No, all these kind of like sort of myths and legends. And oh, you mean, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, death is never funny. Controversial. Controversial. Okay, it's Watto in a jaunty hat. <laughs> now that is controversial. Obviously, the sun's getting to him. Watto, the racist character. 
The tune of I'll be the Restless Dragon, but it didn't quite work. Oh. I'm enjoying this film through looking at it at the prism of other films and TV shows. I'm, I'm without having to listen to the awful dialogue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although I'm glad they mixed it up a bit. Uh, it was nice to be back on Tatooine. I'm always happy to be on Tatooine. Even though I don't like sand because, you know, it gets everywhere. They could have got there a lot quicker, though, really, for sake of plot. Yeah. <laughs> but he had to, like, eat a pear and stand heroically. <laughs> it wasn't the pear he was open to eat. <laughs> you have to spend about half an hour just doing it's nothing a, and talking about the feelings. Yeah. Hmm. Why are you wasting all that energy, Watto? Just sit down. Your wing's giving it fuck there. He's probably giving himself a fan at the same time. And it's too long. It's just, it's supposed to be a little sort of cameo, if you like, from the character from mm. last time. And some indication that she's been sold on. You can do that under a minute. But they've all got to stand around stiffly fucking talking at each other. Why can't you just use the force? Jesus. Yeah. Didn't the yeah. force not work on Otto? Didn't lean these and try it? No, but I mean to, to try and find her. No, yeah, I, I got what you meant. If he can sense yeah. through, through the, from fucking Naboo that there's something wrong. Yeah, then, and then he gets there and it's like, fucking no idea where she is. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's go and see that guy. You're now a couple of miles away and you've got no fucking idea. <laughs> now, I don't know what to think of this because I like the sonic bursts. Um, I love the way it was. I like musically mm. in that it sounded great in a in a big screen environment, but I, I like it visually and as a, as a concept. But I always think it's very risky reminding us of better films. Yeah. And yes, I know about rhyming and all the rest, and I know it's a second chapter, but there's plenty of Star Wars you can rhyme with. Not necessarily a really iconic bit. Oh, you mean the asteroid field? Not okay. Yes, I mean even down to the music. I can always hear that in my head. The asteroid field is something I, I I've never forgotten. Watch out, Dad! It's just he's he's always got to have kids involved. It's just not necessary. Thing is, there wasn't any kids involved in the in the first one anyway, was there? No, the not really. I think the closest he had was like Luke, but he he didn't have kids himself at that point. Yeah, that's part of it. But it's almost, and again, I I don't mean in any kind of sexual way. I really, really don't. But it's almost like he fetishizes children now, 
not in a sexual way, but he's just obsessed with having kids involved and things from kids' perspective. And it went right the way back to um, Last Crusade. He wanted the young indie section of that film to be indie as a little kid. And, you know, it was it was Spielberg who pushed it more towards teens. And Spielberg's no no um, no um, stranger to working with young children, but oh, it's no, just... he's like the opposite of George, isn't he? What in that he's very good at it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. I mean, I, I think that's one of the things I, I think I can say positive about J.J. Abrams. He, that's one of the things mm. when I watched Super Eight that I thought not only does this look like Spielberg, but he shares that gift for getting really good performances out of younger people. George just doesn't have it. It's just it's a line to be said, and it needs to be said by a kid. So, kid, can you say that line? Right, brilliant. That's it. I think it's just like I say, like a tin ear for it as well. I mean, there's one thing for giving the line. You're to saying, kid, but... saying the right words, and you're looking in the right direction, so that must be fine. Yeah, and again, didn't anyone else? Like, what, what was Rick McCallum doing when this kid, when these kids were given these performances? I don't know. Or just anyone. I, I don't know, and 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 I, he often talked quite openly about how. He wanted to do what he wanted to do, and he likes not being told what to do. And I get all of that, but why? Why are you even hiring producers then? Really? Yeah. It, it, and the thing is, we see him in that uh, uh, documentary at the beginning. We see him have a screening and take opinions from Frank Marshall and others. So it's not like he was allergic to it. It's just. Ultimately, it was he had final cut, and he was quite happy to choose whatever he was happy to choose. And yet, the sequence at the end of this film, where Yoda says you've begun the Clone War, has he put the fucking guy who animated that through hell, getting it the way he wanted? And yet, a child actor comes out and basically goes, "What are you going to do?" And he just accepts it. You just think, well, like, the, the 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 disparate nature of what he's willing to accept is unbelievable. And his lowest standard is reserved for humans. You know, as soon as it's animated, he's all over that shit. They always had troubleshooting in Tunisia, didn't they? They uh, mm. Certainly in episode one and episode four, they had bad storms and the set's destroyed. They certainly did, as I say, in episode one, it, it, it just happened all over again, having to massively rebuild things. Yeah, it's always caused problems. Yeah. You think you find, like, some other sand-type place that might be better to film? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Margate. <laughs> <laughs> Salisbury, no. No. I always wonder what the security for that place must be like, I mean. What do you mean? For where? Anyone anyone could just wander into your house, like. There. Because you're alleged before you were famous. Well, I suppose effectively that's like your yard, isn't it? They can Mm. walk into that, but it's still doors to get into specific rooms. I guess, yeah. I guess. But yeah, I take your point. This guy is so like Owen. Yeah. Uh, older Owen, I mean. Before he was famous. 
Mark Owen. From yeah, Green everyone knew Owen the farmer. Yep. Oh, get the way that woman's going to age is no, good. Is there a legend before he was famous? Well, before he was famous over here, he's obviously famous in his, in his home country. Gosh, but... no, it's been at least two minutes since we've had a really stiff fucking conversation. Time for another one. <laughs> I do. I mean, just just look at Hayden Christian. You just he just looks someone who's just breathing with anger. I must say, Beru's a lot more uh, attractive in this one. I know. That's what I was saying. The, what, the way she ages is shocking. In like nineteen years or whatever, or twenty <laughs> in this one. But yeah, this is set. I think twenty-two years before. Yeah. Episode four, because I think it's nineteen from the next one. That's three years on. Yeah, and she's going to age from about. I don't know, 22 to 60 in that time. And 60 is generous. It's harsh, harsh environment. And Tatooine. This was deliberately um, meant to look like Darth Vader. Yeah. Mm. It's okay, I suppose. Can't get that excited about it. He's he's almost sealed the deal with her. I think if he goes off and fucking commits mass genocide, Joe Nickers might just fall off. I won't be long. Sleep tight. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dialogue. Just, he's off just... to find his mortally wounded mother. And Who's kill a bunch of sand dead. people. And it's like, see you later. Geo. <laughs> Hate this sequence. That looks like a fucking video game. It's awful. That does look very cheesy. He's that was very moody there. Well. And I think it was the voiceover about him talking about being the most powerful Jedi ever. Played over that little bit. Rebel without a clue. Mm. Yeah. That shot, this shot coming up, I think, was in all the trailers as well. Him, him asking stuff, you know. What we all wanted to see. But even that shot there, it is totally, again, look what we can create in computers. It's not serving the story. It's going, look at the scale. Look at it. That's impressive, isn't it? It's better from the uh, from the outs- from the inside than it is from the outside. Yes, it does. I've never really liked Geonosis at all. Um, any of it. It's colour scheme and it's just an unfinished special effect. They can't a visual effect, they can't do it at this stage. Maybe but, when, when whenever you, but whenever you've got set design, albeit heavily extended with CG, you can actually see some really good visual inventiveness in it. And thankfully, because everyone explains everything to each other at all times, <laughs> you've only got to overhear a snippet and you've get, you get quite a sizable part of the plot. 
It's amazing how we're back, guys, isn't it? Yes, yeah, <laughs> what's happening here is... <laughs> As I explained to you earlier, I'm not going to repeat myself, thanks to Basil Exposition. Your Allow me to introduce family. myself. I'm the villain of this film. <laughs> my name is Richie Cunningham, and this is my wife, Oprah. I'll stick on five. I, too, like to live dangerously. <laughs> It's just your bit, so I'll stay. God, I do love Austin Powers. <laughs> anyway, Dooku. Christopher Lee is amazing. He just was amazing. He is, but this was during that sort of golden autumn of his career where they thought, you know, it would give it gravitas just by slinging him in somewhere. Just by putting him in, yeah. Yeah, it was just, him in. Yeah. And I just, I remember they, they showed a bit of footage from the, um, I think it was live from the uh, premiere. And you saw him walking in with his wife or whoever was with him. I can't remember, but he wasn't on his own. No. And uh, he said, oh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I hear it's very good. Uh, and I just thought You've back. Seen it, have you? <laughs> yeah, after I saw it, I thought, yeah, looking back on it, I just thought, what would Christopher Lee really think of this? I'm sure he was very proud God, of it. this is terrible. Yeah, I know. I I wager, but I don't think he ever watched it. Well, he walked into the he walked into the premiere. So unless he walked straight out the back, oh, okay. the end, yeah, he, he probably had it. a nap. Yeah. Take your time. Mm. Do you smell burning? Or anything? No, no, not at all. That's just me, baby. No, that's just you. <laughs> Do you ever think so like he, the family guys so don't do the spoofs of these? Basically, he's like a mixture of long and short wave radio in that when he was thousands of miles away, he, he, he could detect her. And when he's right outside the tent, he can detect her. But a couple of miles away, no chance. No, rubbish. Interesting analogy. Anyology? I don't know. You look so handsome. I look pissed off and murderous and a bit rapey most of the time, Mum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my grown-up son. Again, George Lucas. Yes, we know he's grown-up. Would you say that? I bet you've sprouted pubes, too. <laughs> Taking a sip of water now, when she said that. I, now I am complete. Yeah, all right, so we've got to explain why you're about oh, to suddenly die. I can die now. Yes, I can die. She should have said that. I can die now. <laughs> Stay with me, Mom. We need, like a, we need to dub this. That'd be so funny. I'm happy to redub one of these. That would be a good laugh. Groaning. <laughs> Groaning. I'm dying oh, of a complete oh. heart. <laughs> you need you die of a broken heart. You don't die of a complete heart, do you? <laughs> complete heart failure. <laughs> I suppose you could die of an enlarged heart, which is like, you know, we, yeah. a complete heart plus. <laughs> plus oh, well. too much heart. Either that or oh. she lost the will to live. Well, one of the two. His terrible acting finished her off. Yeah. I, I find a lot of expectant mothers are a bit like that. They're a bit like, fuck this. Oh, hang on. Watch it now. You, you look up. <clears throat> Mass genocide and then on the cop. That's the rest of his day, in summary. <laughs> in summary. This is terrible. 
I've never liked that wipe either. Somebody hand Yoda a fucking book or a TV. <laughs> He's searching his feelings for what he knows to be true. And get them some chairs with backs on them. See, it looks like he's actually on the loo. It does. It's Straining. Really is. Trying to move like a really difficult fart. crap. What is it? Don't you know? They're, honestly, <laughs> the, the amount they can sense a knot is so ridiculously variable. Sounds like you're actually using one of those old-fashioned telephones where you have to dial the number with like a ring dial. Like, one, two, Should be like Majesty's. You should pop into a post office. <laughs> Again, it, it, that's a droid. You don't need to, like, share your every fucking thought process with him. <laughs> Is it Obi-Wan or Jesus in this film? Obi-Wan. <laughs> it does look a bit like Jesus. Or wasn't yeah, there a story that like there was a picture of him and someone thought it was a picture of Jesus? That's just yeah. A meme. I don't know if it's real. I, I think yeah, it's just an internet meme. Everything takes a fucking long. Get on with it. Basically, he needs to ring somewhere and he works out that Anakin isn't where he thought Anakin was. That took about three or four minutes. Tension. Were you tense? No. Yeah, R2 picks up a, a hologram. Though you would have thought it would just, it would just pick up like a, a message himself, really. Yeah. I like the fact he managed to like mummify her before he brought her back. Moody. It's meant to be dark and mysterious, isn't it? And and he's and he's missed slightly. It just that doesn't seem like a, a good edit there. Like walking in with the body, and then like then and he's obviously some time's passed now. And he's fixing stuff, and he wants to have a wine, some blue milk, some blue milk, and the set we'll see Luke on years later. I will say this, I do like the idea of him just fixing stuff because that's what he likes to do. Well, he would still be him, wouldn't he? Mm. So if he did that alone as a kid, he wouldn't suddenly stop doing it. Hang on a minute, we just played this film a compliment. <laughs> well, I think... Yeah, we've actually paid this film a few compliments throughout this course. I, I, I think in terms of like 
concept ideas. It's all in, all in the execution for this. I love the idea that, you know, the, that call back to the same room and all this. But, I mean, he is a petulant fucking wanker here. Now, I know he's lost his mum. I know he's lost his mum, so there'd be something. But he's gone so far, and it's going to be about how he murdered them all, and she marries him. It's just, a fuck off. It's because George Lucas doesn't know how to move from one thing to another. It's just a range of things that has to happen. It's an and-then script, you know? It's literally like a box and then, and then, And then, yeah. So. And then, and then, and then. Well, it's not been earned, though, has it, really? No. Like, to me, this 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 should be like a romance that builds up towards the end. So, like, literally, they, they essentially get together uh, in the last third. Yeah. But they they get it right pretty much. But it's unbearable. Even the way his the, the, his facial muscles move is unbearable. And I think it's because he's trying to contort himself into that speech pattern. Was it telling be angry is to be human or whatever it was? I'm better than this. You're not. You, you've never proved to be better than this. You have a natural talent, which is actually physiology of the previous films, to be believed. Well, in, in the first film, I guess, when he was Jake Lloyd. He was better as a fucking nine-year-old than he is now. Yeah. He's really better in that film. Was it Shattered Glass? Oh, he's much better in Shattered Glass. He's really quite charming in that. Mm-hmm. It's very. It's not unlike Leo and Catch Me If You Can. Yes. It's not quite as good as, but it, 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 yeah, it is. Very much of that same look. See, this strikes me as a bit of a lazy bastard's funeral. It's like, oh, we'll just bury her here. He should have rent his garments now and scream at the sky. Why? Why? Oh, fucking get on with it. <laughs> yes, get on with it. Get on with it! Another film or show is too boring. Get on with it! Springs to mind. Do you think Family Guy should have like carried on and done the prequels as well? Um, the yeah, thing is, they're self-satirising, and also, the, uh, like or hate Family Guy, their 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 take on Star Wars came from like a place of love. Mm. Mm. I think the prequels would just be it's just it's shooting at an open goal. Yeah, it kind of works all right with Robot Chicken because it's just isolated sketches and little bits. Mm. It's out of context. Yeah. Let me press this button. Did they do three in Robot Chickens on the Star Wars? I've seen yeah. three. I don't know if there were any more after that. I think they did three, yeah. Yeah, that I still think the best one was the first one, though, Robot Chicken. So funny. I can't ever imagine them relaxing and enjoying a pint together, these lot. They all stand around. <laughs> a nice glass of blue milk. You stand there and you yeah, stand... It's almost like you can see where they've arranged them out, you know, spread out evenly. Because it's, it's like... There's nothing ever very natural about it. 
that's so formulaic as well. Having like the the hologram or 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 screen message or something and goes, oh no, and then like having to fight something off camera. You know what it reminds me of? Um, run for it, Marty! Oh yeah, it's a little bit like that. They found me. I don't know how, but they found me. Run for it, Marty! Coming soon. Mm. Christopher Lloyd turned 79 the other day. Wow. Mm-hmm. He still does cons and things like that. He's a legend. Oh, I'm going to be very positive about those films. Mm, yeah, uh, I can't wait. Not without criticism, but I'll, I'll be very, very positive, and I do think the first one is virtually perfect. I, look, so I haven't seen them in a long, long time, for like the last few years. Um, third one, I remember not being so keen on, but I'm looking forward to seeing that again, certainly. Well, just a bit on our plans, because obviously we lost a recording last week, and we did talk about some of this. We want our 100th episode to be Bond. So we finished this with about three to go. So we thought, well, let's throw in a three-part episode and then just do a couple of commentaries in a row, like postpone Chris, Chris's choice till after that. Um, so that's why we're doing the, the three Back to the Futures at the end of this. Um, outside of sort of numbered continuity, if you like, we're going to be doing a charity special, folks, aren't we? Yes. Namely Police Academy. Yeah. We got... Actually we're watching Steve Gutenberg for charity. Yeah. Yeah, the film that made him a star. But yeah, we got approached by a lovely listener. Yeah, um, who offered us a generous donation to a charity of our choice. We chose, chose Cancer Research. Uh, a couple of us have lost parents to cancer, so um, it, it, it means a lot to us. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to make too much of that, but it does mean quite a bit to us. So we'll be, mm. we'll be doing it for that. I won't say the amount, but I, I can say that it's the largest donation in charity history. <laughs> that we have received. The fact that I can say it doesn't make it true. <laughs> but I can say it's the largest charity donation in history. Maybe we should should have tried to get sponsored for this. No, what, for Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Sitting through Attack of the Clones. I, I suspect yeah, worth something. I, Twice. I suspect, once, I, once for this, once for the review. I think UNICEF would have got involved if I'm honest. We'll have to do something. Maybe if we ever do another commentary on Roger film, we'll have to donate Gina Well, uh, yes. Although around his death, when we didn't get the double bill down here, I don't think, or I couldn't go one of the two. I think it was the Odeon chain, so I couldn't. It was the charity for your eyes only, wasn't it, Screening? Yeah, for your eyes only. And Spy Love Me as well, wasn't it? Uh, I can't remember, but it wasn't here, so I ended up watching him at home and donating Mm. to you. And that was actually Mark's idea. Uh, Mark mm. O'Connell, who came on this show, he tweeted that and just said, "Well, for those of you saying I can't go, why don't you watch do it that? and donate?" Yeah, yeah. So that's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah it raised quite a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm not quite sure we're going to record it. Um, we're actually we think we're recording it next week, but we're not certain. Um, but yeah, uh, it's sort of a charity cast, and we will sort of give details on that show if we've got any, because we haven't really thought about it yet as to. What we we might have a rate card, who knows, for a commentary, you know, is this to charity or whatever. But um, it was something we were approached with, and we just thought, why not? Maybe like a GoFundMe or something. Yeah. And like I say, the largest charity donation in recording. <laughs> <laughs> in 
the history of do you expect us to talk? Indeed. Huge. The oh. things we go oh. through. Things we do. In fact, some of the money you'll just get given back because it's so large it'll have cured cancer a third of the way through the spending. <laughs> Yes, we'll all be given medals for doing it. Yeah. Except Charlie, because his avatar on Skype at the moment is Chewy. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> Poor Chewy. Oh, no. You probably got an extra special one. But it, it, it was too big. But it, you know, but what kind of makes it is the fact that he got Chewy sort of like doing his like growl as to say, "This is fucked up." <laughs> could have been worse. He could have been sort of chained up outside like a dog. <laughs> oh, this is awful. If you reluctantly give your leader extra powers because of a crisis, would you be sort of chanting his name football fucking style? I mean, I, I guess it's, he's, he's meant to be, like, kind of popular. Yeah, but he's not a fucking rock star, is he? Do you know no. What I mean? He's still a politician at the end of the day, even if he's popular. Just George, you never think about any of this stuff. And this is just to get... He wants emergency powers to have, like, a grand army of the Republic. And we have to see where it's, like, proposed and voted on. And then he reluctantly takes it and says what he's going to do with it. And then the Jedi comment on it. Again, this is why he's spending a lot more... He spends a lot more detail on Palpatine than he does on Anakin. Yes. And, and we, as well as Palpatine is is played, it, it's a it's a broad cartoonish character and deliberately so. Mm. Um, and and Anakin's um, move should be full of subtleties and difficulties and moral quandaries, and none of that's communicated. And this whole section of the film looks like a video game. I hate it. Geonosis was was not a good idea. It was too long as well. Way too long. All of it's too long. They just stand and talk at each other and it's just killing this film. I've given up trying to argue with you is 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 his is Lucas's version of like Han and Leia banter. See? Because really the woman's in charge, despite the fact he's the security detail. See? Spunky. Are we straight into the foundry here? I forget. Yeah. Is there a reason why she's there anyway? No fucking idea. So we can knob her, I think. <laughs> well, it's... 
I, I don't know which podcast it was, but I've have I've heard it described as a walking womb, and that's kind of about fair. They she's really let. Down. I mean, Natalie Portman, as good as she can be, is isn't great in these films, um, but she's really let down by the material. Yeah, it's just like sensible boning. Here we go. But even even at the time, I mean, sometimes these things sink in af- sink in afterwards. You know, you watch them and you go, actually, what was the point of that sequence? But the very first time I saw this, y- you immediately think filler. Instantly, filler. It's like, yes, I'm here for your protection. That's my job, so I'm going to take you to somewhere I mean, it's which even is like a platform dangerous. Game. They've, they've even got to run in a straight line. It's a platform game. That's meant to evoke the sort of rope chasm swing thing, but he doesn't have time to do the same thing. But yeah, this is this is like a platform game. And the thing is, we've established the Jedi can jump any distance, um, deflect anything without getting hit, no problem at all. Um, the droids in all of these films have been, you, know, you can cut through them like butter. And all of this is like on a predictable timing cycle, so you just got to time yourself going through. It looks tense, but it's really not. And it's fucking pointless. Basically, they're trying to find their way somewhere and they've had to take a shortcut through the factory. That's, that's all this is. Oh, this is hilarious. See, Artie and Freepa really did hate each other. <laughs> I beside myself. Oh, that's a awful Well, we know puns. the actors did. That's a real shame, isn't it? I think it was more um, Anthony Daniels that really didn't like Kenny Baker. I don't, I don't know if it was... The, the only version I've heard of the story really is Kenny Baker's. And, he, and, and he, the way he always painted it was that Anthony Daniels was a bit too superior for it all, wouldn't join in anything, never came along for drinks, would oh. blank people, all that sort of thing. He, If you were to just take him at his word, um, Kenny Baker made Anthony Daniels sound like a horrible, horrible human being. But obviously that's just one side of it. I've not heard um, Anthony Daniels' side the very fact is maybe he's never commented and in which case actually that reflects fairly well on him. He's not he's not risen to the bait and slagged him off back. So I don't know. Charlie, have you ever heard anything on those two? No. No, I haven't actually. That's interesting. Hmm. Unless Kenny Baker is right and, and Dow's just the only reason why he hasn't commented because he does feel like he's above it all. It's the way he's painted. He's very self-important, won't go to anything, you know. When you think some of these early films, particularly early on when they went to things like Tunisia, mm. it relied on a degree of sort of camaraderie because they're in the middle of nowhere together and it is painted that he just wasn't ever um, getting involved. 
And he treated Kenny Baker like a prop, basically. That was the gist of it. I don't know how true any of it is. But they weren't fond of each other at all. Which is sad, really. I mean, they could have been a great double act as well. They could have been. It's like one of sci-fi or something, you know, great double acts, and it's so sad. I think it would. Co- uh, I think it would um, constitute one of cinema's great double acts, mm. in that you can't think of one without thinking of the no. other. I mean, they could have gone and to the other stuff outside bickering. Star Wars. I know we can only hear the dialogue of one of them. But they're always bickering as well. Yeah, it's yeah. good. I got a married couple. Yeah. It's no surprise we've barely talked about this scene since we mentioned that, because this is just fucking busy work. It's awful. Cheesy jokes are mildly amusing, but that's about it. I don't even find them mildly amusing. No. <laughs> this is humour from someone who just isn't funny. No. He's aware of the concept of humour. He could describe it to you. He, he knows some of the concepts behind comedy. Can't quite do it. But he's, he's not funny. Sorry, George. We knew you tried. And yet, like, whenever they talk about, you know, like, your fantasy dinner party, who would you have at it? You know, people from history. George Lucas would be at mine. Just I think George what went Lucas, wrong? I think, nothing to do with that. I think George Lucas is fascinating. He's got an interesting sort of take on cinema. He, he knows his film history. Good film student. He's got a lot, a lot of history with this and Indiana Jones. I think he's quite an engaging speaker. I like George Lucas a lot. I just don't think he's funny. And plus you can ask him, George, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> George, what the bloody hell were you thinking? Well, we've got Charlie to ask about the sort of more wild style of beard as well. I, I'd like to meet someone who's got the more sort of Noel Edmonds tidy <laughs> <laughs> and find out what their secrets are. He's he, he still got the Mark Hamill Force Awakens beard. And as a compliment, of course. Here we go. I love you. Totally earned by their video game <laughs> platforming and sharing of a pair. And then he always starts blinking and, and like narrowing his eyes and stuff. Honestly, I think he's been watching some Pierce Brosnan. Brother School You have to feel alive. Life is not worth living. Yeah, we again, right? <laughs> They're telling each other they love each other, and then they have to tell us why they're saying now. And it's like, well, our lives are about to be destroyed anyway. So just just listeners, uh, re- remember, that, uh, viewers rather, that we're in danger. One of the few decent visuals, uh, yeah. one of the few visuals in the film I like. That's a nice shot. Mm. That is a very pretty shot. Very Kubrick as well, because it's symmetrical. Mm, definitely. The scene where they have to escape from all the monsters, I think it's probably like the best scene in the film, just in terms of like the way it looks and the way it's shot. It's just like finally yeah. some action. Although that 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 craft they're on looks terrible now. Yeah, it does look a little bit shite. Remotely real. Um, I quite like it until all the Jedi turn up actually, because then it's I just like, it's completely cheapened it, and I don't like any of the film after that. I love the way as well they managed to like you know show her midriff as well <laughs> in a minute. 
Just a little bit. Uh, Ewan's best line of the film coming up. Apart from, but they went the other way. They completely. The other way. The other way. <laughs> they decided to come and rescue you. Looks up. Good job. Good job. I like, I like that a lot. Yeah, that's a good line. Yeah. You got a big face. Don't, don't all those up. things look like just models of vaginas? Uh, what does? The doorways? No, well... <laughs> I was going to say, what kind of vaginas... Yeah, you know, the, no, the, uh, <laughs> you know the balcony that uh, Dooku and all... All oh, right. It looks, look, 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 looks like it's all made up of like, models of uh, yeah. clay, clay vaginas. Clay vaginas, okay. That must be scary, it's teeth have teeth. Uh, yeah, but the three of us are just waiting for a shot of like where they're stood to see if they look like vaginas. That's literally all we're thinking about at the moment. Come on, let's see it, does it? Male counterparts, come on lads, mine's out the gutter. Not for any real filthy reasons, just genuinely like, I, really? I've never noticed. I need to see that. See, I've probably no, built it up too much Cannot unsee, thanks Chris. It, it was a throwaway comment, now it's like, i built too much, now, now, now I'll come to it. Cannot like, unsee. Nah, not really. Mm. Nothing sexual about that, apart from her in handcuffs about to have her midriff exposed. <laughs> Some of the designs here are pretty cool. Mm. Mm. It's like the idea of it, you know, I'll have a, a gladiator. Right, it just fight. goes on forever for no reason at all. <sighs> well, honestly, most of the plots of the prequels are in the fucking third one. They are? I, I still didn't see it. I was. <laughs> <laughs> this is like watching Basic Instinct. Did I see them quick? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> All right, I've got what you mean now. Any interaction between the digital and the human doesn't work at all. It's just not ready. It, they've done a pretty good job with given it's 15 years ago. <laughs> it's so long. when you like. See, she's on the middle. I don't know how she managed on the middle podium. I don't know. I don't really care though. I was losing interest at the time. It yeah. just it was just felt like I don't care about any of this. And it's a horrible physical environment. I quite like the design of the arena in its way, but everything Geonosis colour scheme and that. Also the sand, you can just tell that's like on a set with green screen. Nothing looks natural or real. The monsters, the design of the monsters are quite cool there. Yeah, I would go along with that. They're quite menacing, and like but that is almost like we've got to say something nice. So what yeah. can we say? Oh, well, the monsters are quite interesting. It takes you out of the world of the film if you have to comment on it. On the, the big screen, that looked horrendous. Him being shaken around, yeah. that looked awful. 
like we didn't get enough of that before and him top of a no. yeah of a CGI animal Jesus let's Christ. do it again another MP suspended for sexual harassment and yeah there's, there's, oh, nice. there's two fresh sex stories tonight Bloody hell. One one with an MP and one with a sort of studio boss. Oh, bloody hell. It's constant. he Dustin Hoffman, what the hell? Yeah. Mind you, I always, always knew he was a bit um, aggressive with women. I didn't know any stories per se. I'd heard one rumour of him groping once before. You'd heard? Really high-pitched. But it was a long time ago. I don't remember the detail. And Brett Ratner was no shock. He's a fucking scumbag. Always was. I said it on the Cinematronics. The last Cinematronics we recorded. We're talking about directors, and I said um, everything I've ever heard about Brett Ratner that is not a nice human being. And that was weeks ago. Well, it's sadly that surprising, is it? Really, it's like kind of like well, shoot. Well, he always played up to the ladies' man thing, but he blatantly. defamed Olivia Munn about six or seven years ago, claiming he fucked her and, and, and he hasn't. And he was like, yeah, I banged her and all this. And it was bull, it was bullshit. And he had to admit it and apologise. So I, I always miss these kind of things because I don't really get to hear, hear about them or maybe I just like... It depends but where you I, I, But this kind of like sets kind of thing, it's like I'm kind of really not surprised by it at all because it just seems to be so... It like that thing with Harvey Weinstein. It's just like what the studio. Well, I knew he was a bully. I didn't know the sexual elements. Well, I knew he was a bully of it, filmmakers it, and stuff like that. It's almost like a trope in itself. It's like what the the studio executive who just like who gets takes what he wants. Him, yeah, but you know to and get and get. Well, the casting movies. couches isn't new, but all I'm saying is, whilst there were rumours in Hollywood and, and there was an element of people knew certain things, mm. the public and I mean film fans really knew that Harvey Weinstein was a bully, had a tendency to get physical and push people around and cut people's films and make people cry and all the rest of it. I didn't know the sexual dimension at all. No. But I knew he was a pig. I just thought about how handy it is. Oh, I've got a few spare lightsabers there, boys. Yeah, you yeah, have this one. I, I really think they cheapened lightsabers in this trilogy. Obviously, I'm picking the example where they literally all got them out, but... Um... I've, I've really loved the effects in... I, mean, I probably should sort of mention it in when we get to Force Awakens, but even in, like, the trailer to the new one, like, you can actually feel it kind of, like, like the power of the thing when it, when it being on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, sound has improved and everything. You know what I mean? You can put a bit more... Fire. Technologically, it's... There, the levels are finally up. Yeah, I mean, he always talked about how he was waiting for technology to catch up to make them, and I think he went a good 10 to 15 years too early. Because all of this is dating so badly now. Yeah, I think that's, you know, I argued something similar, I think, back in the the previous critique. Um, And they're not in any danger, you know, they could stand stand around having a chat while they do this. Oh, really. I just think he was using the whole thing as an excuse to develop. The technology, yeah. So he knew it. He knew it wasn't ready. He knew it on that kind of level. But I still think they think it was better than it was. If you like, oh, absolutely, because because he does spend most of the commentaries going on about look what we've done here and look how clever this is and look how amazing it is. See, why would you take that as your opportunity to take out? 
this sparking on his backpack was added later. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that wasn't there in the cinema version. It wasn't immediately obvious. He couldn't just fly out of there. There's a couple of changes in, in the, the DVD version. One of them was um, later on when they marry as well and the, and the hand. But it, it's broadly the same. He, he did make a couple of tweaks. Yeah, if I remember correctly, when um, there was, a, I think when it was projected digitally, the, the shot with the hand was different. I think it was, then, yeah, I think it was the other hand, and then it was like, no, take the take the fake one. I, I think so, something like or, that. Yeah, or something like it, it panned down instead of just cutting to it. I don't know. Yeah. Here comes that shot. Oh, the, With a big cheesy grin. Yeah. See, they get they get behind there, and then they like have a bit of banter about aggressive negotiations. It's like there's no sense of danger. It it makes me think. You remember the the car chase in Rome Inspector, where any yeah, um, no, any yeah. any sense of danger was undermined by the fact that he was having quite a cozy chat with Money Penny. It's a bit like that. It's like we're having, uh, if you're if you're having a bit of slightly flirtatious banter, you're not really in that much danger, are you? No. Well, it's Bondy. Car chase is so wasted. Oh my god. Easily like one of the worst car chases in Bond. So uh, such I a did, waste. I didn't hate it. It just undermined it slightly. That's all. Oh, so frustrating. Two like really powerful supercars. They just did I'm, nothing. Whenever when I heard two powerful supercars going at each other, I just thought I'd die another day and thought, oh, brilliant. I don't need all that. I'd rather have people go at people. Just use when... the car for driving around and looking cool. So do you think they'll recast Playfield? I don't think they'll. Uh, I don't no, know. I see sign on, isn't he? No, he's, he's, well, he's saying he isn't now. I'll wait till I see it. I'll we'll wait till we see it. it. I don't know what to believe, to be honest with you. Previously, he was like, no, I'm not playing It may be he's not confirmed, or it may well be they've decided wisely to leave fucking Spectre alone. And then, he, well, it's also said previously that he'll come back if Daniel Craig has come back. Daniel Craig has come back. Yeah, so but he's got to be asked back as well. I know, well, this is it, so... Why didn't uh, they just say that rather than saying no? I'm not I would in. never ever expect I've expected in a four film series for Christoph Waltz, for Christoph Waltz to be the third best villain. That was a bit of a shock. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have expected him to be that fucking flat and disinteresting or uninteresting. I think he did the best he could with the script. I think. But, um... I mean, the, the thing is, though, like. He, he was better in the Three Musketeers movie he did. I, yeah, great fun with well, that Well, I, I avoided that because that was Paul W.S. Anderson, so I didn't see it. Um, I actually rather enjoyed that. No, that was good fun. I had good fun with that film. Apparently someone spoke to him on a red carpet about it if he was coming back, and he said, no, I'm really sad, but that, that's a tradition. There's a new name. Sorry, but I would have liked to. Christoph Fox. Mm. What's, what's yeah, the I, I'll see it when I believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. With changing, people have decided to like over editorialize on that because we don't know. Because some people have gone, that means that Blofeld isn't played by the same person two films in a row. Well, it may just be a different villain, you know, they don't tend to bring back lead villains. But in all sure. honesty, well, they did all before with Blofeld, didn't they? Well, yeah, but it was a different well, yeah. time, wasn't it? They never, it was never played by the same guy. 
They could, they could start. Oh, exactly, yeah, that's what I mean. But, they've, but then they've wanked off about continuity in this film, so I don't really know. We'll just see. Right. I, I almost, I don't really care. Not because I don't care, I deeply care about Bond, but uh, Christoph Waltz wasn't embarrassingly poor, in my view, at all, but he's best known for two Quentin Tarantino performances where he was fucking mesmerising. So when they said Blofeld, I thought, brilliant. And, and he's turned out to be of the four films released so far, the third of the best villain of the four. And you think, well, that's that's not great. If that's Christoph Waltz and Bond's signature villain, then he's not done that well. Because Le Chiffre was better and so was Silver. That's a lot of it's down to, like, the film itself, though. And, and how it handled it. Yeah, but he was massively under-inspiring, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's just a bit flat. I kind of get the impression that of all the takes... They could have chosen. They chose like the flattest ones. I just think it just. I just don't think he'd really thought figured out a take on it. That's all. You signed to do something. You think you're mm-hmm. going to figure it. Combination. Combination of factors. I think. I, I don't think he had anything. I don't think he had much to go with, and I don't think he was actually. I think it was just like a paycheck for him. I mean, he says like his heart he, wasn't in he it. He says he don't think he did, doesn't think he nailed it, and I don't. I, you, you can interpret and go, "It's boring." I would agree with him. I don't even necessarily think it's any of that. I just think he got on. You know, he he he, he thought it was a great idea to play it, signed on to do it, and then never really figured out anything particularly unique in his take. Mm. This section of the film here, where we're, we're in the sort of battle over geonosis, I hated all of this, and there were shots in it that just fundamentally didn't feel very Star Wars. And, it, and George talks in the commentary about trying to put some kineticism in. So you've suddenly got cameras, virtual cameras, crashing in on things, and it doesn't look right at all. So I just thought George Lucas and kineticism just don't match. No, I, th- I think actually that's wrong. I think if there's anything about George, it's he generally usually understands the no, way I, it works. I, I, his I, I editing is... No, I'd agree with Charlie there. George has always been good at getting a sense of speed into things. Yeah, maybe Attack of Clones isn't When Sam jumps off there, that looked so blue screen, it fucking hurt. And he's talking to a clear fucking cartoon. I really don't like this. But, um... I suppose when I was thinking of Kinect, I was thinking of, like, exciting and kind of, like, very sort of, like, strong camera movements. If you're talking about um, character interaction... Yes, because they stand a few feet apart and talk at each other, and we get a shot and then a reaction shot. But w- when it comes to like action and movement, he's he's certainly not notoriously bad, and he actually has. Um, if you started talking about signatures of George Lucas, one of them would be speed. Hmm. It's 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 funny with the kind of the the, the crash zooms and stuff that people because some people I saw a couple of people complain about as well. Because there's a shot in The Force Awakens um, that was in one of the trailers of the Millennium Falcon um, going through one of those Star Destroyer engines. Yeah. And a lot of people, again, saying it's not very Star Wars. But if you watch Empire Strikes Back, there is a number of those shots in the the Hoth battle. No, I I didn't have a problem with it at all. Where I had a problem with it here... Yeah. And I remember this was... uh, Like I say, uh, often with films, it takes me a few times to see their flaws unless it's really, really bad. Uh, but with this, it sort of hit me first time. I was watching it, and I saw that shot where there was a crash zoom. I don't know if we've had it yet. It shoots in on like a window with some people in it and stuff. But I remember looking at it and thinking, George doesn't actually know what to do here. 
he's making it up as he goes along. He he doesn't know what to do with this scene. And that, that I just remember strongly thinking that on first viewing. Like and and oh, there's this actually, stuff. with it going on too long, it kind of makes mm. sense. At least he acknowledged he cheated time frame there. He said, Yeah, I know it's twenty years before. Takes him a bit longer first time out, maybe, you know. <laughs> oh, that was okay. I was alright with it. But really it's it's kind of a load of random shooting, really. Mm. It's yeah. like the third film, it all looks really impressive to you go, right, well, who's on what side? Who's attacking what? What's going on? It's all a bit random. Yeah, well, there's no emotional. Like, what's happening? It's just people shooting each other. So, what, yeah, where's no the? You know. Yeah, I mean, nothing at kind of stake. It's slightly escalated out of nowhere as well, really. I mean, you could. I mean, you could say that about Jedi and the space battles and whatnot. Jedi space battles, great though. Yeah, well, exactly. Because, but you knew what was going on. You knew, like, right. Well, they're stuck. They're essentially fighting for their lives till they yeah. get ready to. Wait for the uh, shields to be down, essentially, and you, there was a tendency of like, how long can they last? While well, you have Luke on Luke on Death Star, and I like that Kirk. with the first Death Star that they've they've actually they've got to be counterintuitive to stay alive, mm. in that they've got to stay close to it because the, the all the sort of um, ground to air yeah. weapons are going to work better the further you are away from it. So you've got to fly right towards your fears to survive. I like that shot there. That zoom in there, I just thought, yeah. oh, that's fucking amateur. Yeah. Because it was just a filmmaker who wasn't quite sure what to do. I'll just show, do a load of computer shit. There's another change here as well. Where Padme falls out of the craft, um, when the, the, like a stormtrooper goes over to her and asks if she's all right, and she answers a lot more affirmatively than she did in the cinema cut because she was like mm. <laughs> first time round it was like but that's about it but it's just uh, I, you know Anakin is, is quite close to a, a qualified Jedi at this point and yeah he doesn't make a single correct decision all the way through you know it's like he immediately is he's just ridiculously over emotional at all times It's not even an intermittent problem. Yeah. And they're random. They seem to be randomly firing at sand dunes. Oh, and she's fallen. It's like it's like, it, like in this fight. It's like right. Well, let's tack them together, and he just goes ahead. I oh, know. Uh, but whereas, like in the next film, you could say, well, okay, well, that decision was taken away from because they did go. You know, um, Dooku did take out Obi Wan, so he's left on his own. Yeah. I'll just push him off and fucking go in with some other people or something. He's a twat. I just, I, I wish I had, even conflicted feelings would be all right. Even if we sometimes thought Anakin was cool, but he had this side we didn't like that came out occasionally. But he's always a bellend. Yeah. He's never interesting. He's never funny. He's never likable. He's never charming. He is just consistently entitled, whiny, and a twat. Well, not being given a reason to care, really. No, and it really, I feel so sorry 
I mean, he's not alive to see it, and and he wasn't the biggest Star Wars fan anyway. But there's a part of me that feels sort of a bit sorry for Alec Guinness that it just undermines one of the best thing, lines he ever delivers in the whole series. You know about, you know, he, he was such a good friend. You know. There you go. I'm taking him now. It's like what? After everything I've just said, and that's an awful effect as well. Thankfully, and all all the lightning he fires at Obi Wan now is just going to be directly at his lightsaber, so we'll be all right. There you go. Look, <laughs> just like, don't vary it. Don't move your hand down a bit. Like... I did quite like the curved hilt on this. Uh, Dooku's like lightsaber. Yeah, it's got a curved hilt on it. Yeah, that's pretty pretty smart. Don't know how useful that would be in the real world, but I quite like it. It's just like a stylistic choice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Kylo Ren's kind of handmade lightsaber. It's like I don't know how practical the the top bit would be. Well, the hilt a hilt might kind of make sense, but yeah. one you could accidentally cut your nuts off with, maybe lesser. <laughs> Not as protective. I mean, I like how they make use of it in the Force Awakens to use it to kind of like dig into fins. And the way that was cut together there, clearly. Uh, they've got to like test screening stage, and George has realised that like we didn't know what happened. We haven't thought about what happened to Padme because mm. yeah. that's ages after she fell off. Oh shit! Quick. Um, uh, you were right. Yeah, right. Managed not to sever the limbs. Very yeah. considerate. This film does have a thing with chopping off limbs. Yeah, it does. That was a jump and a half, wasn't it? That was an epic jump, bloody hell. Even for a Jedi. Just dance a bit more. Shall we dance? Shall we dance? Uh... This week on Strictly, Christopher Lee. <laughs> Strictly Star Wars. Can you imagine when he was like 90 or something? I think he would win... Because he is a legend. Only only because you'd bring in 75,000 times. Yes. <laughs> They'd have to say, no, you cannot call the BBC anymore. You've done it enough. No more for you. Even this, it's just, it, there's no, it doesn't, it's not the most interesting fight. And it goes on forever. Yeah. No. God, that's over. And then he pushes them close together so they can have a little cuddle. Yeah. They can die together. Now this, it's actually quite nicely timed. He looks up and, who's this? But, has any reaction in cinema history ever changed from one viewing to the next so sharply? This was so fucking exciting first time. It really was. Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching the cinema like, this is amazing. And I'm I like the fact that he's given him one thing at a time to deal with. He mm. waited till he dealt with the first one thoroughly before he <clears> sent <throat> the second one over. They're sort of gauging the two each other, really, aren't they? But what, what kind of like bugs me is if, like, it's just to say, he should know Yoda should be able to deal with this shit. Yeah. Look, you know. I'm firing some rocks at you. It's like, well. Like yeah. this is like basic Jedi training. Like if you can master this, 
You've done yeah. pretty well, and you're talking to like a fucking one of the the best Jedi around. So I'm just going to throw a few things at you. Is it? Yeah, I can just move it. It's fine. It's almost like a bodybuilding contest. They're taking turns to like do their poses. Yeah. And then you have to pronounce that, yeah, well, I'm going to start using lightsabers now. Yes. That's so stiff. The dialogue is terrible. That shot's great. The next bit, not so much. So this is the bit that made everyone like the film when it came out. When it came out, I think we were just stunned. Just the speed of it. I mean, there was an audible fucking hell in the air at the cinema. There was. Certainly at my screening, anyway. Mm-hmm. That was Padawan. Mm-hmm. Old Padawan. Well, yeah. It's not youthful. <clears throat> So, he and again, was Yoda's like, Jedi Yoda, Master. Yoda's got to concentrate completely on that. And, like, why does Dooku just fucking chop him in half very quickly while he's doing that? Because Plus, that would make sense. Yeah. Oh, well. Fucking filler, all of it. But, yeah, so he was... Um, Yoda's Jedi Master. Uh, no, 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 sorry, it was an old Padawan. Um, yeah. At some point, Yoda must have trained him. Yoda trained, trains all of them at some point. Whether he was a Padawan apprentice to him directly, I'm not sure. Would Yoda say it's like meeting up with an old teacher or something? Would mm. Would he see you all as all old Jedi's as his former pupils? I suppose. I mean, Yoda's yeah. getting on for 900 years old, so he, he's trained generation after generation of them. But wasn't Dooku also uh, Qui-Gon's master? Or am I just... Was that yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, is it, was it in dialogue? I think he said something. I think he, he might have said something to uh, Obi-Wan before. He did when Obi-Wan was in there. That reminds me of Generations there, because that was a horrible wind-sail effect there. Not Generations, Insurrection. That was a horrible wind sail effect as well. That looks terrible. Though actually, the closer they get to the surface of the planet, the better it looks. Why would you need that in space, though? I have no idea. It's a solar sail, isn't it? I think it's a solar sail, so effectively it's... Powered by whatever sun you're nearest. Okay. So it's just like picking up energy rather than actually picking up. Well, it's not. Wind. It's not picking up wind. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know in the Star Wars universe. I suppose, but I don't think so. I hope he called ahead. Otherwise, do, otherwise, Sidious has just been stood around for ages. I've been waiting for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> You're late. You have done well. Who could that be under <laughs> that hood? <laughs> 
I don't know, it's a big mystery. You are late, Dooku. You look stunning, Sidious. God forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of dinner and dancing. That was a pretty woman reference there. Anyone spotted it? Well, no, I saw Pretty Woman once 25 years ago, so... Wow. That's unusual. It's usually repeated on ITV2 every fucking week. Yeah, but I don't watch ITV2. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, this bit here, there was an extra on the DVD. I don't know if it's on the Blu-ray. I doubt it because the extras are largely different. Uh, but there was an extra on the DVD back in the day where George Lucas kept going into the animator with other people and he would show him where he got to with this scene. And George Lucas was like head in his hands by the end because he wasn't getting quite what he wanted. But it was just over and over and over again for the most minute differences. So on some level, George Lucas has really, really specific stuff in his head. And yet a little child actor can go, yep, and that's good enough. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get how you can see it to that degree of detail and not see it. Because it's still a performance you're judging at the end of the day. Maybe he just doesn't have that much expectations with child actors. So maybe he's like, yeah, that, that, that's as good as any. Yeah, evidently, I think, because I don't think we've got a convincing line out of the children he's directed. It's, there aren't that many. There's only two or three, but they've never been, you know, I, neither of them were any good. Secretly getting married. Yeah. Nobody can sense any of this. No, I, I can't see anything going wrong with this at all. No, I think it's it's all going well because he's got quite a nice even temperament. <laughs> and, uh, he's he's a good guy, and and, and, he, happy, and he hasn't committed no mass murder. And he's happy to bide his time as well. He's not impatient. Let's linger a bit more. And has no ambitions of ruling the galaxy. No, well, he probably doesn't at the moment. Although I do like the music, I can't hear it because it's not mm. playing, but I do. Across the Stars is nice. Thank um, fuck for that. Thank uh, for that. Oh, for that bloody time, fuck's sake. <laughs> it's bastarding long, isn't it? Oh. Produced by Rick McCallum, which I think involved making coffee. Because <laughs> I can't it see involved making else us all did. puke. And if the extra involves standing cool, around saying yes, call, George, and calling you and before the Phantom Menace and going, "It's gonna be cool, dude." That's about it. I thought there was somebody in the in the credits with the surname Bouquet. Hello, Bouquet speaking. Bucket. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do like this. I do like I, the bits of the score. I really like. 
Charlie, thoughts on the score? Um, yeah, I think it's, <laughs> there are bits when he's, I wouldn't say struggling, but with what he has to kind of make exciting and put emotion behind. Um, he does a fairly decent job. And it's, I mean, to, it's really noticeable to like what it's like without the score. I mean, with, without It's been any, a struggle, hasn't it? It's really yeah. slow. Yeah. And I can, I mean, I can think of times when, when I've watched the film previously and even with the, the kind of terrible bits, um, there are bits that I've covered that I've kind of really, really liked because of the music mm. and where the music has fit the visuals and what have you. Um, but, but without the music, it's, it's, do you know, having podcasted on however many commentaries we've done now, probably a dozen or so, I think it would be a wise exercise for all filmmakers to do. Watch a cut without any sound on it. Mm. Because you you instantly spot where things are just running way too long. Now, that's not to say you cut it without the sound, in that you, you know, you... you um, because the sound will speed it up and, and mitigate to some degree. But there's no doubt that the film's always dragged for me, and when you take the music out, it's even worse. Yeah, absolutely. It'll also let you know is like what, like when not to use sound as well. So well, you, you can get sort to of shots say, say... where you go, you get to parts of scenes where you go, right, that scene is now finished. They've contributed everything they need to. And then it carries on for several seconds more. And there's no music to carry you through that bit. We just saw it at the very end of the film with the lingering kiss. It goes on a few seconds too long. And you just think, watching it without the music, you know, you'd be wise to be making notes on that thing, that sort of thing, and then trying it with, or trying it with, a, certainly with the dialogue back anyway, and then going, okay, well, what do I think now? Does that, putting the sound back, sort that out or not? It just draws your attention to things you wouldn't normally notice. But I think it's yeah, I think it's a good rule of thumb as well because it sort of sometimes just sort of takes it more obje- objective through, and also it kind of like takes you back to like the good old days of silent cinema. You know, like you know, if if it works without sound, then you know it works anyway. Yeah, well, it certainly didn't work with sound. No, definitely not. <laughs> but it's, it's, I do think it's a shame that when you know with these commentaries and obviously we listen to it with the sound off and everything, but yeah, the music definitely has a big impact. I think that sets. I think that sets it up for a tremendous final chapter in the prequel trilogy. What's next, Becca? So yeah, do you expect us to talk? We'll return with our podcast review of Star Wars: The Force Awakens.